What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast. Here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, you in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the King of Kings, the King of Content. And the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, new, 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 new world order, aka Mr. Coach Alini, better known as a prognosticator, Coach Adamas. You're in the Desert Storm bunker with EWF, every woman's fantasy, and CGA, see God Allah, and the eight time demonetized champion of YouTube. And I hope you guys had a good weekend. And here's what, well, for the, what's up for the weekend? What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? It's still the weekend because we're celebrating. Juneteenth, ladies and gentlemen, Juneteenth. We're celebrating Juneteenth, and I came on late just for you intentionally, purpose, purposely to recognize the color people time. All right. And so we celebrate Juneteenth to realize that we were once free people and that these people didn't know they were free. They got known they were free. And then you chose to be slaves again. But that's neither here nor there. All right, that's a little doom and gloom, and I'm ahead of myself. You guys don't realize that you chose slavery again, and uh, unless you're a part of the blue chip mindset and the money mindset group, you still a slave. Mm. <laughs> All right, you still a slave, and it's by your own choice. You chose it. All right, and be ready for my book to hit the shelves by somewhere around Christmas time, Christmas time 2023, of why you chose to be a slave. All right, so anyway. Mm. Shout out to everybody on Juneteenth, the federal holiday, national holiday. Some of y'all ninjas ain't got to go to work. Some of y'all ain't getting no mail. Your trash ain't getting picked up. And we headed outside for the barbecue. It's barbecue in there. I heard in the South, all the way from New Mexico, all the way to the, the rest of Florida, it's hotter than July out here. Mm. All right. So be careful out there. Be careful out there. And there's a bunch of Tina Marie looking mud sharp pogs that are going to be at the barbecue, too. It's barbecue in there. All right. They're going to set it off. Anyway, we got a great show today. Uh, why modern women are destined to be single forever. I figure let's go back to basic topics. All right. You know, my topics get a little bit more complicated for the normie. It just sounds like this to them. All right. The normie can't really get a feel of what my topics are about because they're just a little too, you know, I'm giving y'all too much information. We'll keep it simple, stupid. As they say, kids, keep it simple, stupid. Sometimes you got to keep it simple and then more people will show up. The more complicated my topic, less people show up. And it's just like all the information just going over your head. You're dizzy. By the end of this, you're taking notes, fervorously taking notes, trying to figure out how to connect the dots. And it's too much for you. So we got to use the we got to use the keep it simple, stupid philosophy going into 2023 so we can get more people in here. And we're going to also talk about Taraji P. Henson, a person that I have. I have not understood the attraction of Taraji P. Henson. She probably watches my show. And no, I would not clap those cheeks. I'm just letting you know. I mean, I, I do have I do have standards around here. I'm going to give that one a pass. And I never really have found her attractive, even character wise. Some of the characters she plays are absolute miserable individuals, but they are indicative of a group of people that she represents, unfortunately. Mm. All right. <laughs> she represents a certain person that people recognize themselves in Taraji P. Henson. All of her characters, like Cookie on Empire, like the one that used to get her back blown out in Baby Boy. She's always was a low self-esteem individual. 
Um, she played a low self-esteem individual, even if she was very much like a, a low self-esteem and quiet and docile. And then she would play a low self-esteem individual that was all rowdy and loud seeking attention. Well, that's, of course, what she did. Her real life persona is not that far off from her fake life persona. And Taraji P. Henson and Gabrielle Union, not a surprise here. These two will be featured on Straggle and Sniggle Theater. All right. Because they are absolutely embarrassing themselves. Embarrassing. Absolutely atrocious behavior that they're putting out here. And we're going to talk about what it represents. No, I know they're objectifying themselves. It's not For the normies, that's what you're going to say. But I'm going to actually put a pin in that conversation for now. But I'm going to come back and I'm going to show you exactly what it indicates. Exactly what it indicates. But let me scroll these topics across the, the bottom of the banner. All right, the bottom of the screen. That means I'm going to scroll it across a banner specifically. We're going to start off with a little doom and gloom on this holiday even, evening, morning, evening, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, love. We're going to talk about Straggling Sniggle Theater. We got doom and gloom coming up. Dr. Umar will be on Do Dr. Umar since this is Juneteenth. We welcome your people, your tribe, your community, the people you're trying to save. We welcome you here today. You're going to be featured on Straggling Sniggle Theater. And we got you being a sniggle. All right. We got you being a sniggle out here. All right. Yes. We caught you in live action being a sniggle once again. Uh, shout out to you. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. And then um, they want money. As uh, Kumo D once uh, tried to warn you ninjas of, they want money out here. And uh, a bunch of other reprehensible things that we're going to discuss today. Do me a favor. Hit the like button for today's show. The best edutainment on YouTube. This is the best show. The best morning show. And you in here with the King of Kings. All right. Shout out to you. Listen, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the Notorious CGA on the Cash App, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious. The Notorious CGA channel. And anyway, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. We had a Cash App. We had a Cash App over the weekend that I forgot. My brother was doing the... Uh, he hit me off with a cash app um, during my my members live stream on the old cash app. So I'm going to hit him up. Shout out to Jay. He says, shout out to you for the hard work. Very generous, generous chat right there over on the old cash app. All right. I get kicked off. I got canceled for many cash apps. I've been canceled. I've been canceled almost on every platform. Ninja. All right. Pinterest canceled me. I was like, mm. <laughs> all right. Social credit score is a mother sucker. When you get canceled on Pinterest. I was like on Pinterest, I only keep like like various ideas of so Pinterest is used to be my vision board. And then Tumblr came around and that was my vision board. Uh, by the way, you should always have a vision board. And then I you went back to Pinterest as my vision board and they canceled me on Pinterest. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, how I get demonetized on Pinterest when I'm not even monetized? Like what in the fuck? They won't even... <laughs> They won't even let me uh, clip clip uh, albums over there, mother sucker. All right, anyway. Yeah, man, it's bad. All right, so uh, anyway, shout out to uh, shout out to Juju Bean. We're going to call you that. He says, slavery is a choice, and I'm trying to buy my freedom in here. You got to buy your freedom, guys. Hey, there is a price for freedom, I'm rich, and there is a price for stupidity. All right. If you didn't join the money mindset, money mindset. Uh, yeah. You know what? 
really, really quickly. I'm sorry, man. I'm going to get to these super chats. It's Monday. So everything's got to be fit in here. For some reason, I can't find my clip. There we go. Uh, just a moment to riff real quick from the Human Resources Department at the Coach Greg Adams channel. Um, the Human Resources has allowed me and uh, they definitely did, gave an approval for legal to discuss the money mindset on Patreon. And uh, you better get on there, brothers. Uh, that's going to be what you got going on right there. That's the Human Resources Department. Hey, man, a moment to griff. It's time to get money, man. Just, hey, every decision you make, every choice you make, every breath you take is a step towards poverty, meaning the friends that you kick it with, the neighborhood that you live in, the lifestyle that you live, the Jordans that you buy, the clothes that you wear, the hoes that you buy and associated with. Every single one of these choices is going to lead you to poverty going into the future. And this past Sunday's Money Mindset was an acknowledgement of that as we discussed compound interest. So we discussed CPR, compound interest, passive income, and residual income. We discussed all three, and we had great commentary from the members of the Money Mindset group. And we determined that if you are broke going into the future, in 2050, in 2060, in 2070, you are choosing to be broke. If anybody was at the money mindset, if anybody was at the money mindset stream, and we talked about compound interest, and you looked at the chart, you looked at the chart of compound interest, you did realize that you made choices to stay in poverty. You made cho If you're not a millionaire, and listen, this happened to me because I didn't believe the power of compound interest all right and the replay will be up this evening compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world yes it is i thought it was andre the giant but it's compound interest maybe the ninth wonder maybe that's china maybe the tenth wonder if you decided and you had the money you goofy silly fool <laughs> i almost said something else you goofy silly fool you had the money and you decided not to invest when you were 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 24, 25. You had the money. You had weed. You had money, clothes, the cars, the shoes, the hose, all from 18 to 35. You had the money and you did it. Plunk it down. You had it. You had it and you chose not to be an investor. Yeah, some of us didn't know better, but today those are, situations are gone because even me, a normie individual who is not a financial advisor, is telling you, and you're still choosing a $8 a month marijuana habit, and then you're going to claim you're broke. See, compound interest has no racism if you're a black man. Compound interest has no gender. Yes, although there's only two genders. Compound interest is genderless. It is raceless. It is an absolute decision that if you make it today and you're a youngin, you will be in a way better position than 95% of people in America. And we discussed, we discussed this on the money mindset. And if you're not on Patreon, patreon.com backslash coach Rick Adams and getting this money mindset, okay, you are not getting the information that is going to get you to the next level. All right. Anyway, anyway. You got the opportunities right here, but you're choosing. You're choosing to hang out in the weekend. You're choosing to buy video game and in-game purchases. Hey, have fun. I hope you have fun between 18 and 35 because now that you save no money, you're going to work, bitch. All right, hold on for a second. You know what you're going to do. And ladies, you 99% of y'all don't do any of this investment. That's why you're broke. But guess what y'all going to be doing?
You want to pay your bills? You want to pay rent? You want to get Starbucks? You better work, bitch. You want to get groceries? You want to feed your cats? You want to watch Netflix? You better work, bitch. All right, let's get back to the show. That was just me preaching on the June 15th. That was my message of freedom to the normies. XL Pro Services is back in the building. Coach Gang, we winning. Coach Gang, we winning. Shout out to Law Pocket says happy 50th, 11th to them late-ass pro blacks. All right, they'll be back in here as I get into Dr. Umar. Well, pause. He also says happy. He says, hope all of you deadbeats had a great day yesterday. Uh, did um did the deadbeats, uh, did y'all get? Y'all get taken care of? You get child support? Uh, did you get served for child support on your on Father's Day? <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, doctor, the doctor of AMG, he says, hope you enjoyed your day with T and HFD. Shout out to you. And Deshaun Rose says, happy Father's Day, coach. Waiting for tomorrow's show. All right, man. Dang, we in here. Did I get the super chats? Albert Wesker says, chitlins. At CGA House tonight for June 10th. Juneteenth. It's barbecue in there. No, nah, y'all can't come to my crib. <laughs> y'all are not invited. Y'all, hey, Sniggles and Straggles are not invited to the crib. My security guard gonna be working overtime. My security guard gonna work overtime trying to keep Sniggles and Straggles up out of my my community. All right. Anyway, uh, uh, shout out to Albert Wesker. Also says XX is convinced that being single and broke equals freedom. And uh, it does, <laughs> according to them, it's freedom to not be told what to do. But again, that's a choice. All right, that's a choice. Remember, there is a price for freedom. Some people have paid with blood, sweat, tears, and flat out money. Where are we at? Marriage causes divorce proverb. Oh, you having me read scriptures this morning. All right, it better be in plain English. Marriage causes divorce, Proverbs 5, 6 through 8. She gives no thought to the way of life. Her path wanders aimlessly, but she does not know it. Keep to a path far from her. Really? Boy, the Bible's a red pill. <laughs> All right, the Bible is a red pill, if that's really what it says. We have to know that and understand that. This is why it was said to not take direction and leadership from women for a long time. In fact, did you guys know that there is a church? Uh, I don't know what it's called. But um, there's a church organization, you know, they have the churches and then they have a bigger organization. I believe it's one of the Christian churches. And one of the Christian churches decided to make a female pastors. They, they decided to make female pastors. And uh, the organization is holding frame. They're kicking them out of the group with that. They're not, they don't care how much the membership, they don't care how much they pay. They're kicking them out of the group. This is the white church, black church already gone, black church already gone. Hold on for a second. It's a white church. It's a white church. All right. But um, they the, the organization's holding frame. They're like, no, nah, y'all chose to have female pastors. Hope you wish you well, but you're out of the organization. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, and the reason why is because and when we get to Taraji B. Henson, it will all make sense. Ladies, I just don't I don't think you're less than please understand. I don't think you're incapable of leading like that, like right off the rip. I'm going to say you're not incapable. What I'm saying is your loyalty is to self. Your loyalty is to how you feel. And I can't depend on that because every day you wake up, you might feel different. But yet we've made lifelong decisions based on this. You have no destination. You have no path. Your path is your path changes like the wind. So I cannot invest in that 
because I know self. I have knowledge of self and I'm keeping the wealth. <laughs> All right. Anyway, you can't lead a person like me. Now, normal ninjas, you can lead. All right. But you will find that even the most intelligent woman will have problems with men accepting her leadership. And um, there's a lot of reasons why, whether good or bad. But one of the reasons I look at is that they have no understanding of where they're headed. They're just their feelings dictate where they go. And this is why I can't deal with any leader like that, because the next day you're able to abdicate leadership at will. Well, I was leading yesterday and I felt like it today. I don't feel like it. And I abdicate. Well, you can do that with simps. Not for me. Shout out to Moose Hefner. Last two. My daughter is 13. She's not allowed to have social media at all. She downloaded Snapper chat without permission. Mom goes through her phone and discovers her and her cousin, along with her friends, were going on a website chatting with strangers. They were uh, there. I'm thinking they were doing it on the aunt's computer. And she was telling people that she was 16 years old. Man, she also had a salami picture her female friend sent her. She was using um, she was also using games on her phones to chat with boys. He says, if it wasn't for you, coach, I would have been blindsided by this. Guys, raising daughters is going to be stressful. I never would have imagined this. We joke about the phrase, not all, not my girl, coach. Let's add not my daughter as well. And uh, shout out to you for discovering this right now. And this is going to be a constant battle for you because as we talk about the spirit of Lilith resides in every woman. And then, of course, the phone is their den of demons. And I went over that. If you didn't catch my show, the spirit of Lilith, the Lilith spirit, Lilith spirit is real. All right. The mirror is where the den of demons resides. This black, what is it called? Scrying. This, this mirror right here is uh, where they get sucked into, into the den, the den of demons. And of course, younger girls are very vulnerable to this. Cause this is where this is kind of like when they used to go out to the dance and uh, before when they went out, they had a cardigan sweater on and some nice mommy jeans. And then when they got to the dance, they had their miniskirt on. Ninja was fingering, you know, doing things. And she was getting rubbed on and touched. And she put her makeup on, you know, when she went to the gas station in the restroom of the school's bathroom, you know what I mean? Putting on her miniskirt. Uh, so now they don't have to do that. They can hide behind these phones. And guys, I'm going to tell you as parents, they're, they're, you cannot keep up. You cannot keep up with the amount of apps because young people jump on apps quickly and they they're able to use technology way better than you as a parent. So you're going to go to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and they're going deep diving and they're able to make stuff out of stuff. So um, I will tell you a pivotal moment, a pivotal moment in the change in direction of your children and uh, including me as a parent is them maturing into their adolescence. Number one, and how much social media they consume. Number two. If they end up with depression, it's mostly because of the social media. If they end up uh, acting out or acting in a certain way or learning new things, it's going to be because social media. And one of the most dangerous elements as a parent, since we're talking Father's Day, this is going to be a four-hour show for you ninjas that don't have a job. One of the most dangerous elements between adolescents is the fact that every adolescent is different. One adolescent might be the child, the eldest child, which the eldest child in an adolescent's household, they're somewhat ignorant. They're, they're vulnerable. They're, they don't know what's going on, 
right? They're not clued in. Whereas they'll have a friend who is the youngest, same age as the same age as your child, but they'll be the youngest in their household adolescence wise. The advantages and disadvantages of this is tremendous. So while you have in a your eldest adolescent is the eldest of the house, well, the other adolescent that they associate with might be the youngest in their household in terms of adolescent, meaning they have three older brothers and a sister. Do you guys understand that that adolescent that has the older siblings is going to be far more advanced in your adolescence, far more advanced. They're going to know how to do things. They're going to know and have seen things. They're going to know where to go. Why? Because their eldest brothers and sisters are already going to know, already giving them instruction. While you have an adolescent that is somewhat innocent, her friends or his friends are going to be way more mature and way more have been discovered things and been exposed to things that they're so it's going to be it's going to be tough. You guys got to understand that that balance is a significant imbalance and your kid's going to be exposed to this shit real quick. All right. So anyway, yeah, uh, the DMV got to be closed, brother. Mm. <laughs> All right. Be careful with that. You got this. Parents have to be very active in their kids' lives. If they aren't, this is the this is why I don't like co-parenting. This is why I only support two-parent households. If there is a gap or a crack in your parentage, it's going to be exposed. It's going to be exposed fast. At what age? 13. That gap is going to be, and social media actually widens this gap. I won't even call it a gap. It's a crack. Social media and the internet has widened this gap. It's widened the crack, and actually more things are going to be funneled into your teen, your adolescence life that is going to be damaging. And you can't, guys, parents, you can't keep up. What you would have to do is hope that your kid is wise beyond their years because I was wise beyond my years, okay? Now, I was an old man already at 15 and 16. I was already doing old man shit. I was actually way more mature than all of my people, and I was always the youngest in my class. But I always knew good from bad, and I didn't sit there and I'm like, oh, well, I was a kid. But some people never mature. When we get to Taraji P. Henson, these people never mature, and that's part of what you're seeing. These people are forever 13, um, and uh, Dr. Dr. Shahrazad Ali tried to tell you, Women, especially black women, don't mature past 13. And you see behavior like this. Most people, most teens and adolescents are dumbasses, like 98% of them. They're completely dumb, immature. And if they don't get this maturity, they will act out like uh, Gabrielle Ewan and Taranji P. Henson. Okay. So this is a whole thing that you guys have to discover. So anyway, 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 let's get to it. Let's get to it, man. I know. I said two, but I had to get down to one. Long explanation. Protect your kids. But guys, if your kids have mobile phones, forget it. Mm. You, you want to, you would hope your kid is wise beyond their years. All right, doom and gloom. Speaking of, we're doom and gloom already, but we'll hit it. We'll hit it. Hold on for a second. Where's the Undertaker bell? There it is. We'll give you two rings here. Here we go. Yeah, no father, no hope. No father, no hope. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, this is politicians on the take. New, 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 new world. Politicians are on the take. Oh no! Tell me it ain't so. This is why you goof asses was following your governor all through 2020 and 2021. What the governor said. Mm. Now, if you go back to my content, I told y'all long time ago. Man, fuck the governor. <laughs> right? They were like, well, the governor came on and told us to do what? 
back then, back then, y'all didn't know me, but I said back then, man, fuck the governor. I don't care about what he said. <laughs> anyway, y'all got to catch up, man. Y'all got to catch up. So here it is right here. Let's get into these politicians here. Uh, where are we at? Here we go. Uh, pop this up. There he is right there. Who, who is this individual? If you don't know. New, 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 new world order. If you don't know, you're behind the A-ball. If you cannot, I did, guys, I don't even know his name. All I got to know is who this individual is. If you don't know this person's name, you don't know that everybody wants to rule the world. You don't know who rules the world, Ninja. New, 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 new world order. You might not understand him because he has a thick, thick German accent. If you know anything about Germany, never mind. I'll leave it at that. Let's go ahead and hear what he has to say. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. All right, so... <laughs> new, 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 new world order. He's your fearless leader. Unelected, by the way. And, of course, he says he's the, he's the, he's the, he's the leader of the World Economic Forum. He's the one that is, people are attributing the quote of, you'll own nothing and like it. Well, he says we have penetrated the cabinet. He sounds like a guy straight out of Hogan's Hero. Straight out of Hogan's hero. If you know, if you kind of put it together, I'm saying something without saying it. I'm saying something without saying it. Hogan's hero. So anyway, <laughs> here we go right here. He says, we've penetrated the cabinets. If you don't know, the cabinets are the elected officials who the elected officials select. These are people that are hand selected by whoever you voted for. They have great impact. Sometimes he says, we penetrated the cabinets, meaning some people have taken the old payola. Not the politicians. I'm rich, bitch. Well, this question was presented to someone that uh, I believe this is the United Kingdom, and they asked that politician, can you identify who this individual has got on the payola? Pay attention. Some of you guys are going to be lost by this, but pay attention. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. And I listened to my colleague's speech. I had a constituent that wanted me to ask a question about outside interference to our democracy. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum and he bragged how his subversive WWEF World Economic Forum has quoted infiltrated governments around the world. He said that his organization had penetrated more than half of Canada's cabinet. And I was wondering, in the interest of transparency, could the member please name which cabinet ministers are on board with the WEF's agenda? Uh-oh. New, 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 new world <laughs> He did sound Canadian. I was going to say here. He did sound Canadian. Um, here's the thing. Did you see what they were doing? They were taking, I don't know, that they would take open, dude, they would never take open calls from the public in a, in a, any tour, any sort of politics, uh, political arena. So the Canadian said, well, which one of the politicians have Mr. WEF, uh, which one of these people are on the take? Which ones have been penetrated? Pause. Now, did you see the guy? They were kind of acting funny. They started shuffling and moving around. Let's see the response. Let's see the response of this individual here. And new, 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 new world order. Order, order, order. I, I know he was. I know the, uh, the member was in a, a really good, good question there, but the 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 audio is really, really bad, and the video is really, really bad as well. Um, and I and I and I apologize. I don't know if if the member. Okay, young generation, like. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. No, bruh, you gotta be kidding. Are you serious? 
I hope that's an edit. I hope that that's not what exactly happened here. That's got to be the biggest shuffle in history. I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. Man, doom and gloom, man. You not go get yikes. Yeah, he was like, I couldn't hear anybody here. The video was off. Audio was off. I'm hoping that's an edit that they put together, uh, but uh, wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised that if it wasn't. So speaking of, let's come back to the United States of, I mean, States of America, United States of America here. Uh, there's this individual named John Fetterman. Um, I compare myself to him, only that we read the same on live television. Yes, this is television. But John Fetterman is the guy uh, pictured here. And he said he's sitting next to Joe Biden and Joe Biden has something to ask. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> All right. John Fetterman here. He is the uh, current senator from um, Pennsylvania. You guys voted for him. You guys beat Dr. Oz for this position. Um, he's worn a suit one time and he has a hunchback or something. Some reason he has weird shoulders. He looked like Herman's monster. I don't even know. And, um, for some reason, he'll never dress for the occasion. He always is going to be dressed in a hoodie for one reason or another. He actually had a stroke and went disappearing for a couple of months, and he already returned back. And he's here because Pennsylvania, I believe Philadelphia, had a problem with one of their bridges. Uh, I think a oil tanker sunk one of their bridges, and the infrastructure's messed up. He's going to try to pronounce infrastructure and a lot of things. This guy was voted in by an American populist, and I'm going to tell you, that's doom and gloom. That's doom and gloom. And he talked about eagles. He talked about eagles. Let's listen to this man who was a voted civil official. Rest in peace to Pennsylvania. And now I'm standing next to the president again, next to a, a collapsed bridge here. And he is here to commit to work with the, the governor and the, the, the delegation to make sure that we get this fixed quick. Wait a minute. What that mean? Look at Joe Biden. Clone Joe is looking at him like, what in the hell is going on? New, 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 new world order. All right. Let's hear what the rest they got to say here. Fast as well, too. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah. And then on top of that. Uh, uh, infrastructure? Infrastructure? What? What is? Wait. What that mean? What's infrastructure? Okay. Joe Biden is like, this is reprehensible. All right, here we go. What else do you got to say, sir? The, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill that uh -huh. is going to make sure that there's going to be bridges all across like this, all across the America getting rebuilt. Yeah, man. What yeah, that man. mean? America, we done, man. I mean, let's not, we not, we're not done, but like we can't come back. We're at the point of no return. I would love to see both of them play Scrabble. I would love to see both of these gentlemen sitting beside each other having a conversation. Can we get video of these two people talking for at least 25 minutes? All right. Un uninterrupted. I want to see the conversation. Matter of fact, they might connect on a they might connect on a fourth dimensional way if they uh, got in there talking. These people got to be aliens, man. Are they? This has got to be a men in black. This got to be an episode of men in black. He looks like the character in men in black. Remember when the dude, the alien came in and the fat wife was out there and then he took possession of the guy's body and his, he didn't quite fit. He had to snap his head. He looks like that. 
Who voted for this guy? Man, we done. It's tough, man. It's tough to come back from this America. Speaking of, remember I've made this um I've made this commentary. Coach, this is why they call me Coach Adamus. Um I made this commentary. I said that one of the problems with uh, generation Z and uh millennials, young millennials in particular is that they have no reference frame of reference about how the world was prior to mostly World War II and what the world is today. Most people believe that electricity's probably been around for thousands of years. It's not a fairly new thing. The grid is fairly new. Everything we have in these modern technologies are very, very new to us. In fact, it's probably outpacing our intelligence and it's actually disrupting a bunch of things. With that being said, one of the things that I've said is with these generations, the younger people, the way they've been indoctrinated by the public schools, more than likely, if you stood them in front of a flagpole and you flew the American flag up and told them to salute, say the Pledge of Allegiance, the national anthem, I would say 50 to 75 percent of them would be triggered. I've made that statement. And that's a massive difference from how we were propagandized and indoctrinated into our belief to do the Pledge of Allegiance and have patriotism and all of these things. Right. Now, there's good and bad. There's trade-offs to both. But that same group that would be triggered by the American flag will probably praise the reading rainbow flag. Not that many would, people would be triggered. Some people wouldn't care that the rainbow flag would be there, but they don't realize the symbolism of replacement and or subversion from within, which you guys make the rainbow flag. You guys would say nothing or salute it, and then you would take your flag, and then you would demonize it now. A guy has gone and tried to prove CGA right, and he did. In an edited video of one of these, I don't know how people do this. I can't produce this type of content where I talk and interview people on the street. God bless all of you people here, but um, I can't do this interviewing people on the street. This is definitely a skill. He's going to ask women their thoughts on the American flag. Now, okay, of course, women have gotten the right to vote in 1919. Via the 19th Amendment. It was around 1920, 1919. Via the 19th Amendment. Now, 100 years later, this is what some of these women think about the American flag. Let's go ahead and run it. When you see a person with an American flag on their shirt, <laughs> do you form any kind of opinion about them or no? Yes, 100%. Yes, definitely. And what is that? Republican. Yeah, probably like a Trumpy. So they'd be the only ones like... Brave enough to wear it in public. Brave enough to wear the American flag yeah, in public? Yeah, like proud to wear it. Yeah. Wearing an American flag on their shirt, do you... Racist. Do you Racist? Yes. Yeah, it's very racist. It's patriotic for me. I think it's like more of like... A lot of people correlate it with like racism, racism and stuff like that. It could be someone that's super patriotic. And uh, usually I think that it's a little too much. Too, too much? Too much. I mean like America. Like... <laughs> I, I would just walk away. We come from Kansas, so we we are around that a lot. <laughs> so you guys are around a lot of American flags? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's... Okay, you know, hey, man, and these, this is an edited video, so I will give it, you know, they probably had some people that didn't think like this, and they edited the people together to make them look like ignorant people. But um, most of them didn't have a prevailing thought past uh, the ideas of um, they, they didn't have a prevailing thought past the normie shit, right? Yo, that's racism. Uh, American flag. All right. Racism. Uh, Trump. Republican. Brave enough to wear it. I mean, there was a bunch of statements in there that are absolutely scary to me. It's scary to me as a, a place that is supposed to be upholding 
some of the things that has actually made things successful here. Your freedom protected your freedom, some people's and some people's rights, and allowed us to be separate from the rest of the world. Now, once you remove that, once you remove that, we're going to be like the rest of the world, which is not good. Mm. <laughs> right. So I know it sucks. I know the American system sucks. I know capitalism as what they would call it, capitalism or free market sucks. I know there's corruption, but uh, the other side is not very good. <laughs> right. Mm. People don't understand. The other side sucks. It's it's worse. It's worse. So as we're getting here and we're kind of eroding what it means to be America, the pride in America, the corruption that is, has been running rampant by elected officials that you elected. Remember, the people who are corrupt politicians that you complain about, you elected them. Again, you chose them when there was almost no choice. But there was seemingly no choice, but you chose them. And now you're calling them corrupt. That's your problem. That's a problem you created. But now we're in a situation where we're eroding some of these principles that have kept us separate from the rest of the world. But now we're going to be like the rest of them. We're going to be like Western Europe. That's going to be our new um, new mirror. We're not going to be Venezuela 2.0 at this point. Not in my opinion. We're going full-blown Western Europe. And if you believe Western Europe's in a good position, just Ask a person from Western Europe who has been a naturalized citizen or a long-term citizen of Western Europe. Ask them what Western Europe looks like and even Eastern Europe to an extent. So um, ask them what it is and you're going to find out. But most of y'all don't even know. Y'all ninjas ain't never traveled outside the state. It is what it is. All right. Uh, anyway, I believe that is it for doom and gloom. We'll, we'll take the bell on the way out. And uh, if you think, you know, we do have some men in here that don't like America. I get it. And you're like, well, America needs to pay. America's going to have, uh, yeah, they're going to get their comeuppance for sure. They're going to have to, you know, they have some things that they have to pay for. Uh, but uh, if you're going to fly the pride flag in front of the American flag, I think you're crazy. All right. You're crazy. <laughs> All right, you're crazy. I ain't going for that shit. I ain't going for it. Let's go over to Venmo. Shout out to. Oh, uh, man, here we go. Boy, we got a lot of people in here. Hold up for a second. Hold up. Wait. All right. All right. Let me see here. We do got some brothers here. Macaroni Tony. Vegas was Liddy, brother Greg. He says it was Father Day and Juneteenth weekend and the Vegas night parade and Ursher residency was fire. Yeah, you better get in here. I think Ursher's residency is um ending soon. So you better get in there. By the way, the tickets are not cheap. So when you come here, it is not a cheap ticket. I mean, you're probably going to pay. If you buy two tickets, 500 bucks, maybe more. I mean, this is for an Usher show. It's not Beyonce or Taylor Swift. <laughs> I mean, but uh, it's an expensive ticket. By the way, Vegas temperature is not hot yet. I know people know think Vegas is hot. It's not hot yet, but we're about two weeks away from it being scalding. So you better get in here now. It's a little windy and there's crickets and shit flying all over the place. But um, yeah, man, you had a good weekend. He says, I've been to Vegas many times, but this trip was by far the best. Why? Because I didn't spare any ducats. I handsomely tipped everyone. And he says, then came back, that came back tenfold and 10x my experience. So shout out to you. Um, shout out to you for that. And I'm glad you had a great time in Vegas. Somebody says two tickets, at least 800. Yes, it can get expensive. The Usher show is expensive. All right. It's expensive. It hasn't been 100 degrees yet. It hasn't been 100 degrees in Vegas yet, but I'm telling you, we're about two weeks away from that shit getting boiling hot. Uh, but anyway, it's hotter around the rest of the American South right now. 
uh, glad you had time. I'm sure you was. I'm sure you visited a couple of junior colleges too. Shout out to Kevin Sullivan says, shout out to my favorite African-American. Here's some tuition. Shout out to you brothers out here. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Indeed. Chris Jericho says, happy Father's Day, sir. In your opinion, what was the last decade of the community that the community could have been saved? I know it's gone now, but when was our last chance? Our last chance. Hmm, that's a good one. When was the last chance? People will probably say the 1990s. I think it was far too gone by then. I think it was gone. I'm going to say the 1950s. The 1950s. Now, it went off the rails. There was a possibility by 19, before 1980s to save it. So before the 1980s to save it, that, that could have been a way where they could re-steer the boat. But uh, too much had been gone on. You had... You had Welfare, Mr. Welfare Man, by the way, if you want to look up Gladys Knight and the Pips, had a song called Mr. Welfare in the 1970s that was featured in a movie with one um, um, Mr. Jones. What's his name? <laughs> he was the voice of Darth Vader. That guy. What was the name of the movie? Claudine, I believe, was it. But uh, they were actually challenging the black community. There was a group of women that was challenging um, the promotion of single motherhood the promotion of early terminations of pregnancy and Planned Parenthood. They were, they were challenging women latching on to welfare. James Earl Jones. Thank you. Claudine was the movie. And there's a song on the soundtrack by Gladys Knight and the Pips, not written by them, but called Mr. Welfare warning black women and black women in particularly to not get involved in the welfare system because that's how they get you. There were a group of vigilant black women, older black women, like uh, some of y'all church mothers that wore the stockings with the open toes. All right. in the wig with the hat, those women, they were like, stay away from this stuff. They, they're ruining us. So that was about the 1970s. Um, and as you guys know, social services and welfare became very popular during that time and it was very destructive. People moved from the south and migrated in to the housing projects at great, great length. So I would say going into the 1980s, affirmative action started to be a thing. They had a TV show with uh, Diane Carroll. I believe Diane Carroll was her name um, called um, Julia which is about a single mother who raised a young black son and was independent. It was a, their own ver version of Mary Tyler Moore. Um, a lot of the propaganda started to go and seep into the community. By the 1980s, it was a wrap. And the coup de bras, the death nail to the community was the crack epidemic that led to gangster rap. These are things that were the death nail. And that was no coming back. Once you got that, you know, because rap music in general wasn't promoting that. But once the crack era rolled in and then you had the narrators of it, in the late 80s, and then the music industry, uh, hold on for a second. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. The, the music industry allowed that to funnel through every household, including the suburbs, and people start to uh, take on these stereotypes. That was a wrap. And people say black exploitation. Black exploitation films were very detrimental to men's psyche because every man wanted to be a pimp, e even till today. Even today. Every black man wants to be a pimp. <laughs> like every black man wants to be like the Mac. Every man, every black man, not every black man, but that seems to be their highest achievement. And during these years, we just talk about compound interest. This is when you're applying for your compound interest. But these black exploitation films actually promoted pimp culture and debauchery and the abuse of women and and so forth and so on. So much that men aspired to be pimps. It's absolutely mm. disgraceful. So. 
here's the thing. My answer to this is the 1950s was the absolute last time. But of course, some of your civil rights leaders, which I don't uphold as very, very ethical men, these men were disgraced, but you guys celebrate them. Um, they led you astray. They took and patted their pockets, skedaddled off and ran with the money. And uh, they actually did you a disservice in many, many, many ways. And we are still paying the penalty for the things that they did. Some of our leaders. Absolutely a disgrace. So anyway, <laughs> and they were real life pimps. But anyway, let's let's keep it going here. Shout out to Rashid says every time I went to 333, which is not there anymore in Newport Beach back in the day, I'd never seen a problem getting women. He says, never paid, never said too much, and would end up in a mansion. What do you think? Well, again, uh, 333 Newport Beach is not like the rest of the world. All right. So I've always, I, the story of me and my friends Maserati happened at Newport Beach, 333. The story about me uh, with the Russian escort, 333. So there's a lot of coca that goes through those places. There's a lot of women that are targeting wealthy men. And there's also wealthy women there that are wives of old wealthy men. So it's not even indicative of the rest of the world. So a lot of them are coke whores. A lot of them are married, older women. A lot of them are old ass cougars. A lot of them are, you're not getting the young floozy that men are getting somewhere in Michigan. All right. You're not getting that type of crowd, uh, but um, it's a different crowd and uh, all of that. But uh, yeah. And there's not women there that are looking for you, Mr. You know, like a pickup guy. They're not looking for that. But uh, yeah, if you end up in the mansion, she doesn't own it. She don't own the mansion. <laughs> That's somebody or her third ex-husband that she got or her ex-husband or her husband that's there got that. Got that mansion. Anyway, I would not try to frame Newport Beach as the target or epicenter for pickup. Please do not go there. Right. <laughs> Do not go there trying to target or pick up in Newport Beach. It is not going to be what uh, the rest of the world is going to look like. All right. So anyway, it's her ex-husband's and empty too. That's her ex-husband's mansion. Or you know what? She probably is a real estate agent and took your ass there. Uh, and that's a house that she knows is open. <laughs> right. Anyway. All right. No government name. My ex-girlfriend wanted to get married. And he says, I'm afraid she was a borderline personality. This channel helped me. Hopefully I can stay strong and not go back. All right. Yeah, he don't want to go back to that good Badussie. All right, boy, he's scared of that Badussie. He's scared. <laughs> he's scared. He's like, oh, I can't help it. Randy, Mr. Adams with the kiss. Shout out to you. I hope you and your, I hope you had an awesome Father's Day. It was good. It was good. It wasn't that great, but it was better than nothing. All right. What do we got here? Um, I can't cannot pronounce your name. I can't pronounce your name. Effective games. He says backing the movement of black affluence. Yes, we need to know. We need a an, an, a movement of black affluence and not ninjas selling drugs, not scammers and nine to fibers, because obviously these are young black men. And again, 18 to 30. Scammers and drug dealers and all these guys, they never save any money because they never think the money's going to stop coming in. So in that, they never take advantage of what makes people really wealthy. Oh, man, it's tough, man. I know it's tough. We definitely need a separation of the tribe. All right. 
Shout out to Kevin W says uh, the Juneteenth celebration here in Aug in uh, wait Austin served fried catfish. He says you can't make this shit up. Well, catfish, catfish, <laughs> All right? Catfish. All right, catfish is it? You know what I mean? Cat catfish. <laughs> hey, you get a baby boomer and you say catfish, you can get the baby boomer to do anything. You can get a baby boomer, if you have fried catfish, you can get them to do anything. Baby boomers live off catfish. It's not just black baby boomers. Catfish is the bottom feeder of the sea, of the dirty water. Mm. <laughs> All right. A dirty water as bottom feeder. I mean, it's good, though. Catfish is good. It is good, especially when you fry it. But what's not good when you fry it? Like, what's not good when you fry it? I mean, do you guys know why you fry shit? <laughs> you know, black folks came up with frying shit. All right. Why do people fry stuff? Why do people, why do people fry stuff? I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, you literally frying, you frying it to kill the taste of whatever it is. And you're killing the bacteria of whatever this bottom feeder, low ass, low, low on the hog shit that you're you you cover it up. You cover it up to kill the taste of whatever it is. Roadkill. Fry it. It'll taste all right. The only reason you fry is to eat to be able to eat the damn thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? When they gave you low ass things and poor thing when you're poverty, when, you know, the poorest people fry shit. And they bread it and they season it. This is why we season everything. Over season it. Salt, pepper, paprika, all kind of shit. We just, what is this shit? Ah, fry it. Mm. <laughs> oh, it don't taste that bad. That's why you fry shit. All right, anyway, shout out to Das Tokyo says, happy Father's Day to CGA and all the present and active dads. Shout out to you. And then we're almost gone. We're almost done here. Let me see here. We got two more over here. Then I'm going to check up over here. John Ellison says, Coach uh, was his mama's grown little man. All right. Yeah, my mom's would be like, you like an old man. Always doing what? I was locking the door, always checking stuff. I would be like, you know, locking the place up. Jed says, bribe him. <laughs> bribe him. Bribe him and Fetterman. He says, shuffle song as a person. Yes, they never tell anything straight. Andrew, Drew from Drew and Pringle says, coach, I got 15 for the collab. He says, what we doing? He says, when we doing it? Sorry, John Fetterman. And he says, and do I just PayPal it? Let me know. Off to work. All right, shout out to you. Off we go. Yeah, let me know. Just just uh, email me and then PayPal it to me. And then I'll be like, probably, you know, a, a, a week or two later, I'll, I'll realize it. Nike Slim. Coach, did you see the video of the sister who went to Columbia and saw American Brothers everywhere? She was, she said she was shook. The game of pretend is over. I didn't see that. I would love to see that. If you can, post it over on Locals. Post it over on Locals. Jay Flo says, Coach, uh, can we get some tribal drums to go along with that catfish? I got some drums like this, though. I don't have no tribal drums, but catfish. All right, shout out to the catfish. Um, one of the dirtiest animals in the game, one of the dirtiest fish. It's a bottom feeder. <laughs> All right, fish in general, but, you know, teach your fish or the fish. Let's get to the Straggle and Sniggle Theater. 
Uh, you, you know what a bottom feeder is, by the way? Look, look the shit up. Look the shit up. But anyway, let's get the straggle sniggle theater. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right. Straggle sniggle theater. This could be a lengthy one. That's why I was catching up on those super chats. Straggle and, and do me a favor. Hit the like button in here or we'll get belly deli. All right, here we go. Straggle sniggle theater on this Juneteenth. We are going to head over to Watts. Watts up and Compton. Shout out to everybody congregating there. That's where all the black folks are. All right. That region of the Los Angeles. All right. Uh, apparently, uh, the Nike store is getting looted. And I sometimes think this is some Antifa shit, but it is neither here nor there. It's too highly organized. Let's take a look. I'm in shock. Look what? Oh, my good loving. I'm in shock. They young as hell. They got trash bags in their pockets. Yeah, that's what that definitely what uh, LA chicks look like. They really taking the whole store. Security. Why the worker looking Why? at them? Why the worker looking at them? All right. Damn, look at these. Uh, Only in the fucking Nike store in Watts will the kids come in and rob, and they don't do absolutely nothing. Thing. They are filling up a whole bag. Do you hear me? She asked me if I want to save my card on file. Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. I mean, when people see stuff like this, I'm I'm wondering they record it and they act shocked. <laughs> like they be like, wait a minute, how come they're not doing anything? First of all, let's just even get before the politics. Why would I do anything? Sometimes if you do something and you tackle the person, you get sued. Sometimes you might even lose your job. So people don't realize that if I'm an employee, I make, uh, well, you know, what? $18 an hour, $16 an hour to check people out, to stock the shelves. If somebody steals something worth 250 bucks and I tackle them outside and that person can sue me, they can press charges against me for um, assault. And then my job is going to leave me high and dry and hang me out and they're going to fire me for my job. And or if I am I going to get stabbed or shot for two hundred and fifty dollars worth of shorts and T-shirts, mm. I'm not going to do that. So everybody's learned this lesson somewhere around 2018 or 2019 when right became wrong and wrong became right. No employee is going to stop people from stealing. Hence, then the thieves know that that's the case now. California specifically has a law. This is what you voted for that says that they do not arrest and jail petty theft and petty theft. I believe is anything under $1,000. So thieves know they can steal up to individually $950 worth of shit and they'll just get a citation at best and, or they'll be jailed and released same day. And they'll be back at home because California has released. A, you guys, did you guys forget what 2020 was? This was the whole summer of love. This was the whole reform. What did they call it? Defund the police. This is the whole police are the dumbasses. But you guys then let the criminals run rampant. This is the world we live in. This is California. This is what California is. This is what you voted for. You actually could have got Governor Newsom out a second time on the recall. And then you still put his ass back in there. This is what you asked for. And this is what you're going to get. So you shouldn't be surprised that nobody's going to act. The only not even the police will act. Even even the 
even though police, even the police know you, they can't arrest you. <laughs> I mean, they can cite you. They can stop you. But if there's five or six people doing it, how are you going to stop them? And by the way, this doesn't just happen in Compton and Watts. This happens in Beverly Hills, although there's a lot more security. This happens in San Francisco. This happening up and down. I know people who are managers of retail stores all across Southern California, and they say this happens almost. Uh, uh, this is very common. And the criminal knows that they can steal up to up to nine hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents worth of shit. And they are not going to jail. Right. So this is what's happening. New York has the same thing. San Francisco has the same thing. This is what happens when you vote blue in blue oriented places and there's no balance. If it's almost almost overwhelmingly blue, you're going to have shit like this. Portland, Seattle, same shit, different day. But all through 2020, you guys completely missed it, and this is the case. And I don't want you to do this if you live in these places. Please don't participate in this. This is straggle behavior. Okay, Dr. Umar, you're here. I know you're watching me, Dr. Umar. Well, check it out, brother. I got you since it's Juneteenth on Straggle and Sniggle Theater, and I got you being a Sniggle. All right, so shout out to you. Let's see what you got to say, brother. Let's hit it right here. Ticket for loud noise. What are black men going to do if their car gets confiscated by the city? And you got to pay $2,000 in eight days or your car becomes the property. How you doing, beautiful? And your car becomes the property. Uh-oh. Uh, doc. Hey, Doc. Hey, come on back, Doc. Hey, where you going, bro? Brother, hey, Doc. Lord, have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. Hey, what was you saying about the impound and the $2,000? Hey, Doc, where you at, brothers? Hey. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> Doc, man, hey man, clean up the clean up the side of your mouth. You got a little bit of you got a little bit of spit and saliva and drool, <laughs> my man. You was telling me something, and I was taking notes. We must stay focused, brothers. Yeah, stay focused. We must stay focused, brothers. Please, Thank brother, you for loud noise. <laughs> what are black men going to do if their car gets confiscated by the city? Yeah. Yeah, brother, speak. And you got to pay $2,000 in eight days or your car becomes the property. How you doing, beautiful? Yeah. Uh-huh. And your car becomes the property. What happened? Niggas always got to show they teeth. Yeah, I, he's showing teeth. Hey, man, who, who thinks that the woman that passed was a white woman? It's got to be a white woman the way you're looking at them flatbacks. He looking at them flatbacks like, mm, mm. <laughs> we must stay focused. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, that's brother starving. All right, you one of us. You a sniggle. You a sniggle. Don't try to act like you ain't one of us. I know you was looking at some flatbacks. I know you was looking at some milk of magnesia, brother. I know you had that milk of magnesia on your mind, and he was looking at. Mm, mm. <laughs> she must have had her feet out yeah she must have had her feet out too brother he had a look he's like whoa whoa hmm. I'm not in Philadelphia no more definitely a pog he had a pog he had that pog look on his face that wasn't a sister you know why I know it wasn't a sister it's because he says he said he acknowledged her as beautiful oh, mm. <laughs> oh no. The re listen he would have said sister I'm gonna go back and play it 
He says, how you doing? He would have said, sister. How you doing, my beautiful queen, sister? He would have said queen or sister. But he said beautiful. All right, let's, look, look, look. I know you think I'm wrong. I, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Let's go ahead and play him. Brothers, we must stay focused, brother. Ticket for loud noise. What are black men going to do if their car gets confiscated by the city? And you got to pay $2,000 in eight days or your car becomes the property. How you doing, beautiful? Yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. It wasn't the sister. Hey, acknowledged again. Uh, we caught you slipping one time, uh, Dr. Umar, when you was with that Middle Eastern, that white woman buying uh, essential oils and, and crystals. All right. And you were showing your teeth like crazy. All right. Shout out to him. Niggas always got to show their teeth. All right. We caught you already, but it's confirmed. Dr. Umar, you one of us right here. Yeah, that's Brother Star. All right, he's a snickle officially. Uh, speaking of, let's get to uh, speaking of pogs. We have a pog here who is way out of her. She's way out of range, guys. This is why both of these people are why you don't pick up too much. Okay, both of these people are why your pickup game has to be very discreet. So take a look at this Jay Leno, Tina Marie haircut. Pog, all right. Anytime I see oh, this is a white liberal woman. I I skedaddle when I see a white liberal. Take a look at this. She feeling herself way too much, and this is what happens when they come over there, man. They be feeling themselves. All right, let's hear what she got to say. Ready for some piping hot tea right now? Look at this right here. Oh my lord! Oh the humanity! Jesus, Jack the Knight. All right, let's get in here. A couple weeks ago, this guy right here asked me for my number at the gym. I gave him my number. He texted me as soon as he left the gym. I was still in the middle of my workout, so I didn't respond. Oh, God. A woman over 40. Now, she's got to talk about the one guy who got her number. All right. And that she wasn't interested in. And take a look at this, man. Just. Oh, the humanity. This is crazy. Yeah. So I said, Cap. Yeah, this ninja, this is why I don't advise pickup anymore. Because what you're doing, see, this is why people get me wrong about pickup. The reason why pickup is bad and you're messing the game up, and I attribute the game to be messed up by pickup guys, is because this who you picking up. This is what you're doing. Now you do what? You inflate the ego of a, this woman's a three or a four. I mean, with the age and the haircut and the face, she got a heart, the long face. This woman's a three or a four. What you're doing is you overinflate the ego of women that got no business being approached. But it's a numbers game for you. And then you inadvertently raise the marketplace value of this woman. And then she thinks she can reject a certain guy. This is why I don't promote pickup. Because you are you don't see it from the end where the women are getting messed up. And these pickup guys they are saying women are messed up. You know why? Because you're messing the game up. These women should be ignored. <laughs> ignore, ignore, ignore. But you guys go numbers game, numbers game. And then you wonder why whores are acting like whores. It's your fault. It's your fault. This one. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always And you know how much semen she's taken for black men? This woman could be playing parenthood by herself. I mean, it's written all over her face. I mean... It's probably been all over her face. You know, this woman has been blacked more times than black women. This woman shows up at a black picnic and it's a wrap. All right. 
It's barbecue in there. This woman getting barbecue filet sauteed and stirred and chopped and chow mained up by every brother in there. All right. <laughs> All right. This is why I don't like the pickup thing. The hundred women and the numbers game. It is not a numbers game. It's not. You guys are messing up the game for real. Let's get let's get in here. Okay. So then he calls me and I didn't answer. So when I didn't answer, he texts me, would you mind calling me? And then proceeds to tell me he just transferred his job and he wants to date and financially support me. This is what happens when you approach people that have no business being approached. Because now she on the Internet and she's doing ladies. Now I'm going to get on you guys. I just got off your mama. Now I'm going to get on you. Ladies, when you do this, this makes men not want to approach you. Now you're exposing the, the man. Now he has a reason to be exposed, according to her. Yeah, he acted like a typical guy who picks up many women. He's going to act in his feelings when he gets rejected. These dirty ass Max come in here and they act like women when they get rejected. But exposing a guy's picture on the Internet, exposing the text messages to make you look good, to make you feel better about yourself for rejecting a guy that you probably had no business rejecting, you're broke single. Ass. This is why people don't approach. Because they're going to be on the Internet. Now, it could be up to her to, uh, 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 to say what she wants. But now I'm on the Internet. Let's continue. Jesus. I was like, eh, this is just a little too weird for me. He kept calling. So I eventually blocked his number. Yeah. Haven't seen or heard from him since until now. It is 11.30 p.m. on Saturday evening, and I get a call from no caller ID. I'm like, who the hell could this be? But I answered it. She has the ratchet black women mannerisms down to a T. This woman's been, she's like 40-something years old, and she's been, she been hanging around black women since she was like eight. All right, she got every mannerism down, and that means she's been black, mud sharked out. Let's continue. Now, this conversation went on for... Hmm, let me see. So the call lasted for a total of two minutes. And I was in such shock at first that I didn't know what to do. I ran and got my iPad and started recording the last minute. Um, this is why we don't give men our number. Okay. Oh, my God. But you gave him the number. Okay, continue. Dude, you're 40 years old. You gave him the number. Let's continue. Okay, let me show you how this guy was just talking to me on the phone. Okay. Look at this face, brothers. I mean, if if I'm if I wouldn't known or heard her speak, I would have be thinking this is the Decepticon. Take a look at this, brothers. Not even in my worst days, but y'all did this out here starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. Y'all starving, and then y'all be telling me y'all Max out here. This is what Max pick up, thinking they got it. I got me a white woman. Jesus. Look at that face, brother. What what is this face? Hold on for a second. This is the this is the she's picked up every facial mannerism of the black woman and over exaggerated. Look, look at that, brothers. Good Lord. I, I do not date white women like this. I stay away from white women like this. I, I run from white women like this. I'd be like this. I want no parts of this. Like, I'll just I'll just date a black woman. <laughs> I'll just date a black woman. Like, why would I date? All right, man. All right, continuing. This is disgraceful. All right, here we go. You couldn't even succeed at that. You couldn't even get a text back. <laughs> you couldn't get a text back, so you have to call me from no caller ID. 
No caller ID, really, bro? Really, bro? And you're not? And you're not? No, you were just a quick fuck. I was just trying to fuck you. But you're not single? No, never. I felt the Well, I, I feel sorry for her then. I feel sorry because you're trying to you're trying to come at me. <laughs> She cackling. Hey, man, this is a disgrace. So she's, dude, she makes herself look bad. First of all, the guy looks bad. All right. You look, you guys are down bad. I don't like dudes that do this. I mean, I don't like when you do this. I'm going to put her in her place because you're getting clowned and rejected. Just take the hint, move on. There's more women out here. And by the way, you was thirsty and down bad to be trying to chase this woman down anyway. Yeah, that brother's starving. But she's, <laughs> she's using you as entertainment, not only for herself, now she's recording you. And guys, you guys haven't picked this up yet, that this is a part of it. So uh, her father has actually appeared uh, in the background of the show. I don't know how you got the link, sir, but uh, I do want to welcome you up. And maybe perhaps you could speak on what your daughter's behavior is right now. The father is here. Uh, please, uh, Coach Gang, welcome Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, shout out to you. Let me give you a round of applause. Former World Wrestling Federation champion, Sarge. Um did you want to speak on behalf of your daughter's behavior here? Uh, is there anything that you want to say? Ten hut. Okay, maggot. All right, thank you, maggot. Uh, yes, yes, sir. Salute, salute. Um, Sarge, is that? Oh, uh, Sarge, you got to go. Oh, uh, yeah, man, I can't hear you. Let's get out of here uh, for a second here. Sergeant Slaughter wanted to leave here. I didn't salute him well. This is disgraceful. All right, but uh, this is what we got going on here, ladies. Number one. Take notes. This is why you don't get approached. Number two, ninjas. I almost said, almost said the, the other way. Ninjas, cold approach and numbers game is not working for you in 2023, mainly because, number one, you approach maggots like this. You inflate their ego, and then the next man has to deal with it, and you can't take a rejection. Let's move on here. Oh, my God. You're about to be so famous all over the country. I wish you would. Slap the shit out of me when he sees me. I'm going to blast your picture along with this recording. Because guess what? You a dumb bitch. Oh, I'm going to keep you a dumb bitch. And I'm going to show 1.1 million people on TikTok. And then he hung up. So here, my friends, this is Julius. That is how Julius treats women who he can't fuck. Look at that saggy titty hanging out. Oh, let's but he's got a girlfriend. But he wanted to date and financially support me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> woo! This is not how I expected to end in my end my night. But yeah, you. Yeah, that brother's. I'm gonna tell you how you're gonna end your night. How you end every night? Xanax, Xanax, liquor, wine, and a ninja climbing through your window. Getting you're getting black. That's how you're gonna end your night. And you're going to be sleeping alone. It's going to be 50 minute, 30 minute romp, and he's going to skedaddle. All right, let's get to the next straggles here. All right, is this, uh, let me see here. Oh, why you never mentioned the D world, divorce? All right, why you never mentioned divorce? I don't know if this is a skip, but this is straggle in cynical theater. I told you, married couples never mention divorce. Never mention divorce. And sometimes mentioning divorce actually is going to open up the portal to divorce, even if you're playing, even if you're joking. My bit of advice to married couples, never mention divorce, even if you're joking. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need to stop saying it's just a joke because it's never just a joke when men joke on women. But when women joke on men, oh, it's just a joke and you can't handle a joke. Aisha Curry removing her ring. It's just a joke. Guys, you joke like this and wonder why your life turns out the way it turns out. These are not jokes. 
You guys need to stop joking with men. Men are not your toys. Men are not your playthings. I'm often going to say, I know it sucks. Men are super serious with women. Women always say you're super serious. I'm like, bitch, I ain't here for comedy. Do I look like I'm your damn? Do I look like a comedian? Am I? Do I look like the performance? Do I look like a tap dancer? I'm not here to entertain you. Okay, I'm here. I'm serious about what I'm doing. But what happens is they want you to be a source of entertainment. This is why I always tell women, you need some friends when you're messing with me. You need to go get some friends. All right, because I'm not going to be your social entertainment. I'm not going to be your your jokester and shit like this. So ladies need to stop treating men like jokes. All right, let's let's continue here. Hey, John. Yeah. What three things are you going to take with you when we get divorced? Well, it would be the dogs. Wait. Like if it were wait, to happen. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Charlie said when we get divorced. Like what? You just mean like you just completely okay with us getting divorced? Like I'm not saying it's not a possibility. This is supposed to be a cute video. You're supposed to be like we're never getting divorced. But I'm being realistic. You drive me fucking insane sometimes. Of course, you didn't say what the situation was. If we get divorced, what am I taking with me? Not my balls, obviously. Because you won't get them. You act like we have assets, bitch. We rent. Are we going to split up the $6,000 we have collectively? Uh, I want the dogs. And I want something of yours. Like, I want the charging cord for your back. <laughs> I want you to be inconvenienced. I want you to have to go spend $175 for a new cord for an old MacBook. This is not how I wanted this video to go. Yeah, I'll, and I'm sure it's his fault, too. I'm sure it's his fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. See, this is what happens when you use men as... You, you want to joke with them, but men are serious. We don't got time to joke around with you when you want to joke. Not only that, you try to put his ass on the internet and got your ass put on the internet, right? Now you had to post that and you realize your man miserable. Your man wanted to go a long time ago. He been wanting to get divorced. He been thought about what he would take and get the, get the hell out of Dodge. He been thought about he ain't going to never buy a house for you because he know he going to lose it. He been thought about this shit. And he been annoyed. He been ready out. He been one foot out the door. And now because she wanted to play and post him on the internet and see how romantic he was, he found out how real he was. And now this is not how I wanted this thing to go. Um, married couples do not mess around with divorce. It is a very serious thing. This is why the Aisha Curry removing the ring was not good. You think it's a joke and it's not a joke because divorce is serious. It's a very serious game, especially when you're worth almost a billion dollars. You don't joke about divorce. All right. But now if you want to be out here being goofy, go ahead. Just don't use somebody who could be hurt by what you're saying. Don't use that person. And then think that other people aren't going to feel a certain way about it, even your mate. So now <laughs> look at her. She's going to play the victim here. Well, look, sweetness, you fucking with a real one. <laughs> Goodbye. Indeed. And that's what I tell them. Hey, man, listen, I know you want people to be goofy and you want me to tap dance and you want me to be your circus clown. I'm a real one out here. All right. Everything I do has intent and I'm serious about it. No, I'm not going to be spontaneous because you want to do shit because spontane spontaneity, you might think is a good characteristic, but it often leads to trouble. There's a great movie about this called, I believe, Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon about spontaneity, how shit gets out of control. You make one impulsive decision and then it fucks up the rest of your life or day. Men need to move very methodically. They need to take their life serious with precision. You can't just be doing shit, throw caution to the wind because it makes you feel good.
Okay, that's the reality of being a man. You, on the other hand, want to just be here and there and then use men as your source of entertainment. And he said, you're fucking with a real one here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shout out to her. And guys, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this again. If you're married and you say divorce, it's a wrap. Just as a joke. If you do that, I will divorce you. It's a, That's the end of your marriage. If you want to know when your marriage ended is when the first person brought up divorce. Now, let me do this. I'm going to get to some super chats and then we're going to talk about Taraji P. Henson and uh, Gabrielle Union. All right. I was going to talk about it there, but this part of the stream is getting long. So I don't want to get too far behind. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right. Here we go. <laughs> he said he ain't got no time to play silly games with women and ladies it's nice that you're silly all right i can take women's silliness for about 10 minutes you got 10 minutes before i'm about to be annoyed by you you're about to be annoying all right they they think they super funny i'm like you're actually annoying but it's cute now after i fornicate with you you're not going to be funny at all after fornication you have zero human capacity you have zim zero humor capacity uh, ladies i'm just telling you the truth most men won't tell you this. I'm at least being honest. You want honesty? <laughs> You're going to get honesty. This is the most honest thing I'm going to tell you. And I'm not just speaking as myself. I'm talking to all, all men think this. They're just too scared to say it. After I relieve myself with your inspiration, you have zero human humor capacity. Your capacity for humor is zero. Zip. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It's nothing you say is going to be funny. It was funny before I was laying between you, but it's zero funny now. So don't be laughing. Don't think it's crazy. Shout out to underdog glory. Why have a license when you have a race card? Shout out to you. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think there's a, uh, yeah, there is a white waste race card floating around here somewhere. Okay. All right. Shout out to you. We got, uh, J Flow coach, I got you already. Roberto Moreno, dang CGA, Houston Police Department closed off. Is it yet Street? He says, where, where he says, where am I gonna get some fun now? It's Figueroa next. Shout out to the GOAT. Oh, so uh now you can't go down. Oh, you can't go down to the junior college down there. Why they close it off? It's just for the day. Figueroa open if you guys want to see some video. <laughs> All right. Hodge says, coach, right outside of Atlanta, three Sniggles ran in a Lululemon store and cleaned house. The two-store employees called the police and were then fired the next day. Oh, my goodness. Really? Jeez, Louise. We're gone, man. We're at the point of no return. The moment of truth. So the employees got fired for calling the police. By the way, if, if you're a person watching my show, and you're thinking about stealing, stealing as a as a way to get free shit. I'm gonna advise you not to do this. All right, this is low, this is low quality behavior. Please don't engage in this behavior. I know people are getting away with it, and it seems like they're getting away with it. But I believe in financial karma. This is gonna be a part of my book. Treat money the way you want money to treat you. Yeah, it sucks. You think Peter, people are getting over, but I believe I don't believe in karma, but I believe in financial karma. Okay. Treat money the way you want money to treat you. This shit is going to come back. It's coming back to them. Yeah, they're going to have a couple of pants and some shoes, but please don't. Please don't do this. Shout out to Justin. 
<laughs> Shout out to Justin. Oh, the army wears the flag on their uniforms. What flag? No way. No way. During Pride Month, it's a wrap. ACDC, damn coach, Dr. Umar celebrating June 10th. Niggas always gotta show they ETC ready to work. Laughing my ass off, coach in the coach game. That Dr. Umar CGA analysis was hilarious. I have to pause you, man. He says, while he says, while I'm eating, dang, Dr. Umar proves he's a man first and activist second. LOL. Shout out to Dr. Umar, man. We yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> hey, all men that are activists and leaders are highly susceptible to women. So please don't believe. And ask, ask Doc, um, is it Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday? No, it's Juneteenth. I can talk about it. Dr. Martin Luther King was highly susceptible to the Punani. All right. He was weak. He was weak in the knees for some peace leave. And the lighter the skin, the better. You know what I mean? That's just him. I know him as a man. I can recognize these things. In fact, most male leaders, their downfall is going to be how they treat women, their female followers. Okay. And so this is going to compromise. This is going to compromise every male leader. In fact, a very big trait of male leadership was their ability to have and have at the access of many women, right? This is why um, it kind of sucks to be a male leader these days, you know. You know, it, it sucks to be a male celebrity now because even fat pogs be out here uh, claiming grape against you and then out partying with you minutes later, like Conor McGregor. But back in the day, boy, back in the day as a male leader, bro, you used to be like one of the rewards was I get women. That's what men, that's what got men to stand up. He was like, hey, I'll take the lead and I get some punani on the side. Peace leave. There's some right over there. That actually got men to be courageous and women actually listen. I know women are like, this is reprehensible. This is tragic, but I'm going to actually check you on that, ladies. I know you're watching me. You like powerful men. You like powerful men. Don't you? They like powerful men. Do you like weak men? Do you like men that aren't assertive? Like they weak for powerful men. This is why they almost always at a certain age bang their way up the ladder. Let's not talk about straggle daggles and pookie. Straggle daggles are basically cockroaches. All right. So if you're comparing them with pookies, you're talking about cockroaches. They can do whatever they want. Hey, here's the thing. They like to, they like power. They're actually sexually. Have you ever been, hey, ladies, have you ever been with a celebrity or a male that has power or or have you ever been with them? They weaken the knees. They just, they submit. It's one of the reasons why they keep telling you broke, dirty ninjas, they'll never submit to you. It's not because you don't have enough money. It's not because you're asking them for, for submission. They know you ain't got no power. They'll never submit to somebody that doesn't have power. So this is the nature of the beast. Let's stop trying to make things always make sense emotionally. Because by definition, emotions means it doesn't make sense. If you're using emotions, it makes no sense. So when you try to make sense of an emotional game, right, and you're just going to say, I'm going to choose this because emotions and let me make it make sense, it doesn't. Power has made a lot of women do things that they wouldn't do to a man with a man with less power. Period. So this is why Dr. Umar, he's just like every other man who has led. 
except for Barack Obama. He never, he never, Barack Obama was never caught in the company of a woman. Never. I mean, shout out to him. I mean, he was able to not ruin his legacy by being weak to women. Is anybody here? Anybody know what? Is there any? Hold on for a second. Turn that shit down. I can't hear. I'm seeing what. Oh, okay. He was able to stand up to the power of the Punani. All <laughs> right. He never been. He never used his power to get not one woman in his life. So I want to give him a round of applause. Actually, let's give him the prices wrong. Oh, wait, the prices. Let's give him a round of applause. He didn't ruin his legacy. Being weak in the knees to women. So shout out to him. I mean, he could have really ruined it by being weak in the knees. He had so much. He had so much to not lose. You know what I mean? He did. All right. Shout out to Swift. Swift in Wesson says this lady looks like Woody Harrelson. Indeed. Mm. Woody Harrelson. Indeed. <laughs> she did look like Woody Harrelson. She looked disgraceful. All right. But this is why you guys, man, I'm telling you. Somebody said cameras were on his side. Yeah, they didn't show what he was out there doing. He never cheated with the woman a day of his life. Shout out to him. I appreciate that. Uh, let me see here. Shout out to Trigger versus he. Here's another doom and gloom report. The you know who new, 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 new world wants world. an AI written Bible to make it more universal. Oh, no. So you non-religious ninjas will be a part of a world religion. Whether you like it or not, new, new, please new, don't. New, new world order. Oh, we're it's a wrap. The God's word, Lord's word, whether you believe in the Lord or not, has meant was not meant to be. Well, it was rewritten and printed dozens of times. However, if the AI gets a hold of it, it's a wrap. All right, <laughs> goodness, it's a wrap. Where are we at? Last last couple, and then I'm going to get to Taraji P. Henson coming up here. No government name, SD coach. I know a 30-year-old that just got laid off from her corporate job. She's too old for the JUCO, but do you think I should let her apply to grad school? <laughs> My man want to take her to grad school. Yeah, there's a place for her. 30's not that old, by the way, because there's a lot of men in their mid-50s, to late uh, mid, mid to late 50s that would sop that up with a biscuit. So she she's does have a lane, but you know, for you, she's too old for you in the JUCO. But uh grad school is always open, you know, and they always, you know, <laughs> shout out to the ladies. Ladies, man, this is reprehensible. Somebody said, are they doing that to the Quran? The Quran? The Quran. Are they gonna do an AI Quran? No. Kaylin last one says, What's up, coach? Do you find any female comedians to be attractive? I personally can't find any. Can you pick pick at least one? Well, you, then I'm going to have to think of names. I, I I don't think any. No, 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 no. I don't think it's in the best interest of a woman that's attractive to be funny. I think it actually devalues their their attractiveness. Ladies, it's an easy game. It's an easy game. If you're beautiful, use that shit. I'm not afraid to say that. If you're beautiful, beautiful, use that shit while you can, because at some particular point, you're not going to be as beautiful anymore. But we're going to see this later as we're going to talk about Taraji. 
Caitlin says, last time I checked, Nevada is a blue state. So do you guys have the same law enforcement where it comes to retail theft? Misconception about Nevada. <laughs> right, misconception. Nevada has recently become a blue state due to the influx of mostly primarily Californians leaving California to Nevada. So in the last election or two, uh, Nevada has been a swing state. And so it thus goes blue, but not by very many points. We're talking about a fraction of percentage, but Nevada still old West Las Vegas tends to skew because it has a great populace. So Las Vegas tends to show up in the presidential election and then swing it blue. All right. Slightly blue. But if you leave Las Vegas, Ninja, you in the Wild West, just to let you know, and you don't have to leave Vegas very far, 20 miles, you're in the Wild West. So many of these politicians do still try to protect 2A and all of these things. Some of these sheriffs, you guys know sheriffs don't really comply with what the governor is going to do. They've been at battle because the sheriffs are often picked. They're almost leaning full red but the governor or the mayor will be blue. And so there's going to be a great conflict. The state Senate is not in Las Vegas. Vegas is in Carson City. So they are often going to be representative, indicative of an older, more red, old Wild West, uh, you know, civic leaders as well. It's going to be interesting. So anyway, don't think you're going to come here and it completely be blue. Las Vegas probably could be more blue. That's for the tourists and the benefit of them. But once you leave out of there, you in a red, you in a red state. All right. But uh, one of these days, Nevada will swing all the way back red. And they're going to have to be a collapse of the marketplace in Las Vegas. All right. So a collapse. Let's get to Taraji P. Henson. I know you've been waiting with baiting breath for me to discuss this. Gabrielle Union and Taraji P. Henson. I say they're embarrassing. Now, let me see if I can pull this up because 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 i didn't have a banner for this i actually had it in the previous banner but i'm gonna make it a banner right now this is uh this is gonna be this one right here let's go ahead and add the banner there it is right there they're a embarrassment they're an embarrassment let's see what they've embarrassed themselves with apparently there was a movie release of something what movie released the perfect fine this is gabrielle union's movie the perfect fine now Nobody would have talked about this unless these two women dressed the way they dress. Now, some of this I can't show you. I'll show you a brief. This is how they showed up to the movie premiere. I don't know how much I can show on YouTube. So, I mean, they're showing it. But listen, take a look at this. Is how <laughs> Jesus. Let's play the video here. Oh, my Lord. Let's make the video here. Let's see here if I can show this part of the video. Oh, it won't let me. Okay. Uh, these are, look at this, ass out, like, what are we doing? Okay, there's no sound to it right there. there. There's the women right there. Let me see. Oh, tongue out. Oh, man. These are your elder women. These are your bait. These are all Generation Xers. These are Generation Xers. Gabrielle Union's got her booty out. Uh, this is absolute tragic. This is embarrassment. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, first of all, you thirsty ninjas. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> you guys are super thirsty. If you think that this is proper behavior for public consumption all right let me let me go to the next slide right here this is this is gary union uh this is a 50 year old woman all right she's 50 years old and uh taraji p henson has to be pushing 50 uh what you're seeing this is disgraceful this is how she has to pay 50 percent. this is how she has to pay 50 percent of her resources 
at age 50. Listen, I'm all for sexiness. I'm all for sexiness, but let me tell you something. For a long time, I know I'm not, I'm going to come at this at a different angle than everybody's going to come at it. For a long time, we've had laws in place to prevent this type of behavior. And, you know, people have challenged them. Madonna has challenged this. Lizzo has challenged this. There's been a lot of people who have challenged this type of public behavior. Now, I actually showed a video a few weeks ago of a place. There was a white couple eating at a Zaxby's or something like that. Little Caesars pizza. And a bunch of straggle daggles came in and they were twerking on top of each other. And people were saying the white people were offended that the black people were having fun. And that wasn't it. What they were doing was committing a crime. Now, these people were committing a crime in a public place because if you did something of the like as a male, it would be something that they could charge you in and they right and proper society. But because these are two black women, they can go unchallenged because people are scared of them. People are scared of them. They're scared to challenge them because they're going to get loudness back and these people are not going to um bump them bump themselves from the position what they should be is arrested for this type of behavior if they weren't celebrities so now you have non-celebrities that are going to do this which they're going to commit crimes called public decency and decent exposure and things like this because in a public setting this type of behavior was limited to low-class individuals this type of behavior is limited to low-class individuals. Now, these are two celebrities, so they get a pass for being celebrities in a celebrity arena. So it looks like that. Now, I don't mind that in a celebrity arena, although it is a little bit too much for these two 50-year-old plus-year-old women. But this is a crime because other people are gonna um uh, other people are going to bring this low-class behavior of public indecency, criminal activity indecent exposure to South Beach, Miami, to Las Vegas, and they're doing it. Chicago, they're doing this. When you go down to South Beach, this is what you see. And this is why certain classes of people have always restricted these low-class individuals from these places. It wasn't racism. It was classism. And I've been saying this for a long time because if you give a country ninja an inch, they'll take a country-ass mile. And low-class people can't distinguish between what's right and decent in public and what is not. And this is why people have restricted certain people from certain things because you can't handle the responsibility. You always want to challenge the status quo. You want to make an excuse why this is acceptable. It's acceptable if we're at home. It's acceptable if we're in a private arena. If we're in a house full of debauchery, fine. This is fine. I'm not saying that a woman can't do this. I'm not saying that a man can't appreciate this. What I'm saying is allowing people to keep pushing, pushing the line has actually made it more confusing and challenging than not. First of all, you got two women that are way too old doing this in the public arena. Way too old. I don't care. This is indicative of 13-year-old, 14-year-old, maybe early development girl behavior. These are the elders that are supposed to be checking the women as you get older. We need to check this behavior and not act like 13-year-olds. Doctor, doctor, um... Damn, I forgot her name, but I mentioned it earlier. Dr. Shahrazad Ali talked about this mentality, and particularly for the black woman, they don't mature past the age of 13. And this right here is an indicator of this. This is the indicator. I can imagine a adolescent girl doing this as her body develops and she wants to seek attention. I can certainly imagine that. That's well within their range and this well within the person that has class 
or his teaching class or his elder enough to be able to correct that behavior. But when you allow 13-year-old behavior to persist and make them believe that they're actually honorable and true and right and righteous, this is what you get from 50-year-old women. In public. Now, we've always had women do this, like the um, the woman that's in Boomerang, the older woman, older, sexy, uh, the sex kitten, the former Batgirl. Like, it makes sense if this is your persona. First of all, Gabrielle Union is looking completely desperate out here. We already know why she's got to do this. She's got to sell herself. She got to even sell out her stepkids to make money to cover her 50 percent of rent. So we know why she's doing it. It is pure desperation. And I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna tell her, I'm not gonna tell her she looks sexy at her age. She does, but we know the miracles of my side. This is pure, unadulterated desperation. And it's desperate when any woman of any age does it. So a teen, a adolescent, a young woman, yes, when they do shit like this, because they get attention easily, they don't understand the repercussions of what's gonna come. They think that only the guys that they like are gonna like it, but then when the old men and the other guys like it. Then she gets to say, well, these guys are wrong for liking it and objectifying me, and these guys are right. I'll give him a pass for objectifying me because I want his attention. But this type of attention-seeking is adolescent at best, and it's low class. Anybody who's supporting this, go ahead and just say you're low class, okay? You're low class. You can support it. Just say you're low class, and that'll be fine. And that's why I don't associate with the likes of you. In private, fine. I'm down with some eyes wide shut shit. I'm always down with for the debauchery. If we're in private, if we're with your mates, if you're with, fine, we're good with this. I don't care what age you are. Do it. And if that's what you like, that's what you like. But this is criminal behavior. This is absolute public disgrace. And this is why you don't get invited to places. I'm going to tell you this and this right now. For anybody supporting this, this is why you don't get invited to certain places. This is why you get treated a certain way. And then you complain about it. And then then when you get entry after guilting people for not letting you in, this is what you do. Imagine. Imagine all the black women that have worked hard to have a little bit of respect in this industry to actually go down to this reach down to this level of desperation to get attention at age 50. Imagine where you have to be to be a 50 year old actress to actually have to go to this level of desperation to get it to sell films, to remain strong and independent to remain visible out here. Imagine that this is what you have to do. This is why you don't get invited places. This is why they don't let you into the country club. This is why they don't let you move in the neighborhood. You think it's because you're black. No, it's because you're low class, period. This is low class because as soon as they let you move in the neighborhood, they know that you and everybody else will be here at 1130 p.m. walking the streets, Acting, licking your tongue out and all of this stuff. Listen, if you're going to say you're a streetwalker, say you're a streetwalker. We're having a hard time distinguishing who the good women are and who are not because they all associate with each other. They're wearing the same uniform. If you think they're too old to wear this, I would venture to say if you saw them from far, you would not know how old they are. So I'm going to give them that. If you saw them from far, but as I say, good from far always equals far from good. <laughs> good from far always equals far from good. Okay, I, I've, I've known this. I always teach you these things. And when I see women way down there, and if I say, "Woo, look at that. By the time she gets up to me, I realize I made a mistake. Mm. 
It's the women that have to look good up close when they look good up close. Never judge a woman for way down there, especially if you like thick women. You be like, ooh, wait, she down there two blocks down the line. You see her? Damn, she thick. By the time she gets up to you, she will not be thick anymore. She will be way past thick. But getting back to these two tragic personalities that unfortunately a lot of women are following, right? This is the disgrace of the WAP culture. This is the absolute disgrace of um uh, of the this is a disgrace of black culture in general. This is why there is no black culture. To me, there's no black culture. If if you live in one of the metropolises and you as a male or a female support this, this is why I tell you, this is why I tell you, you gotta get out in the real world. This is not an indicator of real-world activity. Would Gabrielle Union show up with Dwayne Wade to any executive board meeting like this? The answer is no. She would not do it. Would she go to her suburban community, the country club, the gated community? Would she walk to the gate like this? Absolutely not. She knows how to act around civilized, high- or middle-class people. But when she's trying to get the attention of low-class people, guess what? Low-class people support it. People who are not going to be in her echelon. You are not going to be invited to her community, okay? They would not let her live in a neighborhood doing this shit. But guess what you're going to do when you see Gabrielle and uh, Taraji B. Henson in your 40, 50, 40, 35. You're going to copy and emulate them and you're going to walk out to South Beach and you're going to walk to the house of Versace and you think you're going to get in and they're going to close your ass out. And then you're going to scream racism. Let me see the comments here. This is a woman. Says, so are we okay with this or not? Why can't people wear what they want? Why is it always an issue? See, hey, listen, this part of the discussion is so, this is, this is a, cockroach level discussion any decent society that maintains a moral standard does not promote women dressing like this this is not hard to believe tell me you live in baltimore without telling me you live in baltimore tell me you live in jacksonville without telling me you live in jacksonville tell me you live in gary indiana or milwaukee or south chicago without telling me this go to any affluent well-run neighborhood and tell me if they're dressed like this. This is how you do it. Find a non-low-class neighborhood and look at what, now, if they're wearing yoga pants, yoga pants might be the far extent. Go to any functional society where they don't have bullshit like getting shot on Juneteenth weekend. Go and do this and find the women dressing like this. You're not. Go to any stable society and find the women dressing like this. But no, black culture will always make an excuse for it. That's why I'm not a part of black culture, because it doesn't exist. It's non-existent. Most of the cultural representation is led by women and or reading rainbows, and it's absolute trash. Ratchet. The behavior's ratchet. Even if the person's not ratchet, they actually code switch to ratchet. That's not black culture. So when I don't associate with that type of culture, people call me a sellout, but it is not true. I'm actually more leaning to right black culture than tragic black culture. This is an absolutely disgraceful question to ask. Is this okay or not okay? Any male-led society will make this not okay. Any male-led male, men, any male-led society would make sure that for the protection of the men, 
and the women, this is not good. But the black culture tends to be led by women. And it's not good leadership. It's basically bully leadership. They stun you into submission. They stun you into silence. That's how they lead. They basically shame or stun you into silence so that the men can't speak. For instance, for instance, when men in a world where they see this can't speak against it, that's how they get you to comply. Okay? That's how they get you to comply. So that when you see it and you talk against it, shout you down, that's how they lead. They don't lead with ethics and morals. As you can see, this is the result. They basically lead you and stun you in the silence. And that is how they lead. Intimidation and tactics and bullying. So much so there's this people disgusted by what I'm saying right now. Y'all saying they are too old to wear this. And when young women do it, it uh, they doing too much. According to this, y'all need to make up your mind. No women should be doing this in public. Simple. But of course, if I say that I'm part of the patriarchy. No women should be doing this in public. Your daughter should not be doing this. Middle adult age women shouldn't be doing this. That means 28 and up. 28 to 35. And 35 and up should not be doing this. That's called a moral code. You know what that's called? That's called decorum. That's called decorum. See, there's decorum for a reason. There's decency. There's standards of decency for a reason. That protects you, the viewer, and you, the person that could be subjected to the negative effects of indecency. But we play with fire. We like to play with fire. Oh, people should be allowed to wear what they want. And they also should be allowed to face the consequences and repercussions of said attire, male or female. If you want to dress like a gangbanger, dress like a gangbanger. Have at it. I'm all for men dressing how they want, but I can also judge you by how you want. Then you can't say, well, this is part of our culture and this is part of rap music and hip hop. Okay. Well, I interpret it as you're a gang member. Therefore, I'm crossing the street. <laughs> okay. So you can believe what you believe about it, and you're certainly well within your right to do it. But when I prejudge you based on how you appear, that's what you chose. I didn't. <laughs> so again, wear your hat cockeyed backwards, forward, and just say, no, this is the new way to do it. Wear tattoos up and down your body and say this is the no way, this is the new way to do it. I'm gonna tell you something. You will find people who represent you that are successful, but the standard is always gonna be the same. Know when there, there's a when and a where, always know when to when and where to wear what you need to wear. If you want to be a thug. I bet you you're not going to be one in the in the in the in the in the courtroom. Are you going to be a thug in the courtroom? You're not. Ninja, you're going to have enough common sense to not dress like a thug in the courtroom. Mm. Women. Do you want to dress like a hoochie? I guarantee you if you walk in the court, you dress like a hoochie, you will get common sense real fast. All of that bullshit about 
outdated and all that all of that shit's gonna go out the window because you know what's decent when now we're kind of losing that because we're pushing the envelope we're pushing it far too much now you want to go to a classy restaurant and dress like a damn cockroach now you're pushing it but you know common sense are you going to go to police station and like this are you going to go to the courtroom are you going to go to the boardroom everybody knows Everybody knows you're going to pull your pants up real fast. You're going to not wear a hat. You're going to stand up tall. You're going to present yourself as a man, and you're going to try to speak the common cods, uh, uh, Queens English real quick. Okay. You're going to speak it real quick. So let's have some common sense and some decorum. Let's have a little bit of moral judgment out here. Let's also not defend cockroach low-class behavior and then call it black culture. Low-class behavior is not black culture. It's the loudest part of black culture because common decent people tend to be very quiet. They tend to be the the uh, the silent majority. Every now and then a person like me will speak out and then we'll get smacked back by the low-class lemmings of society. But never ever think that this type of behavior indicates black culture. This is ratchet cockroach low-class behavior and it is immature behavior by women. No matter how old the woman is, no matter how old the woman is, if she's 50, she's acting 13 when she does this. <laughs> Somebody says, but Sierra did it and was treated like ish. Well, that's common. That's common. What do they call it? That's what we call pretty non-privilege. But mess with these. Yeah. Are you going to go to a job interview like this? Absolutely not. People do have common sense. It is when they are trying to get control of the uh, situation by making an excuse as to why they would do this, that they want to make sense of it. Okay. I can wear this. No, you cannot. It Job interview, this would be out of line. And are you representing yourself as a job interview in public? This is why you're not where you are in life. You're always being judged and you're also representing yourself. You represent your family. You represent many times the people who look like you, whether you like it or not, every time you're outside. So with that, I don't understand why people say you can't judge me. Yes, I can. <laughs> I can absolutely judge you. If you're dressed like a street hooker or a stripper, I can judge you. And I can prevent you from getting service. I can prevent you from working in my establishment, eating in my establishment. I can prevent... I can say there can't be many like you that actually stand around <laughs> in my establishment. But they're leading people. They're leading people to believe this, that this they, you can't judge them. And this is some horse, some sort of racism or anti-woman. This is absolutely disgusting behavior. And here, here's the worst part of it. There's always going to be this guy, a guy like this, that defends it. So you have sexually repressed men Golly, I need a 45 and up. Youngies are played out. Take a look at the interaction here. Okay. Youngies are played out. So 45-year-old women with nothing left. This is the indicator of the wall. By, by the way, it's about over for Gabrielle Union. This is her last-ditch Hail Mary. I, I'm going to say this right now. This is, this is the last Hail Mary for Gabrielle Union. As far as being an actress in Hollywood. The next level she's going to is OnlyFans. All right, that's it. This movie's going to hit 
like a damn fart in church. The only traction this movie's going to get is people mentioning this at the premiere of the movie, of said movie. This movie's going to hit like a goddamn potato sack hitting the floor. All right, nobody's going to watch it. So this is going to be her swan song from Hollywood. She now has to find a way to be relevant. And of course, that's going to be somehow seducing teens and men in their 20s. <laughs> She's going to be starting a YouTube page at this particular point. And Taraji P. Henson, what, what's left for her? Let's just be honest. This is the wall. This is the wall. And this is a last ditch, ditch effort to grab just a little bit of attention. And of course, young black men and black men in general are oftentimes, um, and I'm not trying to police Johnson here because we do this and I'm going to actually talk about this. We are often swayed by just a little bit of booty and you'll make a reason or excuse as to give a woman any sort of attention because of that quality. It is going to be a quality that's going to work against you for a long time to distract you. All right, I understand it. But now if young black men are going to center their attention and target older, washed out women who should have been retired a long time ago. This is going to be to your detriment more likely than anything. There's not many benefits over there other than a little bit of pleasure. And even that is going to come with the price. All right. Uh, wow. Unbelievable. Unreal by them. But it's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. Um, you know, OnlyFans will be calling <laughs> next Next up, we're going to talk about they want money. And we're getting to it. Why modern women are destined to be single forever. By the way, Gabrielle Union is married. Taraji B. Henson is not married, if I'm not mistaken. Gabrielle Union's in a marriage only because, only because of, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Um, well, how should I say this? Shout out to Dwayne Wade. One of the best basketball players of all time. Um, he does need, he does need Gabrielle Union. Yeah, he he needs Gabrielle. <laughs> see, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wait. I'm not gonna say why, but he does have a good use for her. He does have a good use for her, and this is all alleged. <laughs> this is all alleged. What are we doing here? All right, shout out to uh, Anthony D nine one. I have a friend that does tax preparation. She is getting people 11K on tax returns, and she takes 4K out of it. I was just shaking my head. I know that eventually the IRS will be coming for her and her clients. Ay, ay, ay. Brother, man, do not do your tax prep for her. Man, that is definitely going to be a trap. Uh, he says, say why, coach? No, you say why. <laughs> you say why. All right, you can see it a mile away. I mean, you guys got our eyes, right? You guys got eyes. All right, um, shout out to Justin O says, the U.S. flag coach. What did I say? The American flag? What did I say? All right. All right, Roberto Moreno says, remember men, convenience is your enemy. 100%. Convenience is your enemy. And all of that. Zoman says, uh, coach, just a couple of minutes ago, a 55-year-old man came into my job, a leasing professional, and looked for an apartment because his wife took his house. Yeah, man, when she hits the fan in your relationship, remember, guys, in relationship, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. 
Okay. It's not a matter of if I know you have a wonderful woman, ladies, you guys have a wonderful man. Um, I know I I'm a numbers guy. All right. It's not a numbers game. I'm a numbers guy. 99% of relationships are going to fall flat on their face. Most of them within two years. All right. Like at least half of them within two years, most relationships don't get past 10 years. And that's, that's even marriages. That's even marriages. So when I see people all lovey dovey, I'm all thinking, Hey, it's just a matter of when it's all the, the clock on everybody's relationship is going to strike midnight. Now, the only exception to the, well, there's not even an exception. It's not even an exception. Um, most people that are later in their lives that get into relationships, you guys just settle for each other. It's the, it's the best possible situation you can create for yourself. There's not really a love. There's no serendipity. You guys both basically be like, all right, let's just ride this shit out as far as we can. Now, you're going to break up. You're going to break up. Unfortunately, this is how breakups work. You don't you see the signs, but you ignore them. And then there's the straw that breaks the camel's back. So this is why I always encourage people to have a relationship exit plan. Like know where you're going to go, have a plan, have a slush fund. I don't care if you're married or not, have a funds that you can reach to. Never be like, well, I'll deal with it when I get it. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Why? Why don't you do that? It's because when it happens and the rug is pulled, Ninja, it's bad. You normally free falling, free, free falling. And you got to do shit like, oh, I got to get an apartment last minute. You got to have this and you got to get access to funds. And it's usually some blown up shit or some shit where you fall out. You got to sleep on the couch. It's going to be free falling. So you don't want to free fall out of a relationship. I know you think your girl is never going to do that, but let me just say this again. And, and when a woman cuts ties with you, it's normally the woman cutting ties with you that you're going to free fall. You never free fall when you cut ties. Unfortunately, men don't break up. Women break up. So if you're a man and you, you cut ties with your girl, She's going to be like, yeah, wait, baby, baby, don't leave me, leave me, leave me. Don't go, don't go. Don't leave me, leave me, leave me. I love you so. You basically call her bluff. You call her bluff. She bluffs. And I ain't got to do shit. And you call her bluff and you pull the you pull the rug, right? You pull the plug. And then she'll correct herself. She'll be like, oh, well, 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 well. Don't leave me, leave me, leave me. Don't go. And then she'll try to work that shit out because she's like, hey, I wasn't expecting him to call my bluff. And so she'll drag your, no, your, your, dumb, your dumb ass back. Well, that was a sign. You didn't read the signs. That's a sign that it's over and she's only hanging, for, hanging out with you to make it through the next straw that breaks the camera's back. So now when she gets to pull the plug, now your ass gonna free fall. But you should have left the first time, you goofy. So now she's going to be able to get her little, you know, now she's going to be able to store nuts. <laughs> now she's going to be able to poison you. Now she's going to be able to cheat on you. Now she's going to be able to set up her victim strategy. Now she's going to be able to ride her lease out until she pays off her next credit card bill. You know what I mean? Now she got to get her ducks in a row so that when she pulls the plug, your ass free falling. So I tell you, don't. Don't take them back. If they if they if they give you an ultimatum, cut they ass. Speaking of cut them. Now I got to cut you.
Yeah, don't go back. That was the sign you needed. If you needed a sign, that was the sign your relationship's over. Now she's actually getting her ducks in a row on your account. And then the, they're going to eventually pull the plug on you. So you don't want to free fall. With that being said, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. 99% of all relationships fail. Fail. And some fail bad and miserable. Some, they drag you into the abyss with you when they fail. Some, they outright embarrass you. How many men leave relationships? <laughs> Here's the thing. How many men leave relationships with their pride and ego intact? How many men leave relationships and there ain't no victim shit going on from the woman? How many men leave their relationships and be like, man, get and tell the woman to get the fuck out. Get out of my shit. Get out. Hit the streets. Not many. How many? Not many. Most of the time, you out with basically... <laughs> Most of the time, you out with your with, with a with a sleeping bag, and you got to make the adjustment. Not many men break that shit off and tell her to go kick rocks. And more men need to do that. Kick rocks, guys. There's a numerical advantage that we have over them, meaning there's less of us. There's more of them. They're the they're the common denominator, and they are in fact not the rare. There's too many women out here running around for you to take bullshit from women in 2023. Cuff your balls, kick her to the curb, and don't think twice, don't blink, don't do nothing. Somebody said, living in my car right now. Don't think twice, don't blink, don't bat an eye. She don't want to be a part of your program. A lot of guys have to understand this. This is why I'm worried about the younger black men in our world today, because you'll take any behavior. You'll take any behavior from a woman. There's more of them and less of you. If they're not on your program, tell them to kick rocks and don't think twice. I know I've been there. I thought twice and I was actually messing myself up. But they can be replaced very relatively easy. And guys, don't have no feelings for them. It's cold out here in these streets. It's an evil world we live in. I know it's tough. Kona coach, shout out to T-Mon Jr. says, the union movie is straight to Netflix film. And he says it's literally about a 40-year-old woman racing against her biological clock and going for a hell Mary marriage. He says she fall in love with a younger guy. Yeah, it's a wrap. Should be great acting. Should be great acting. Zoe Man says uh, his wife took the house in a divorce. He told me he's still paying for the car. He looked defeated. I felt bad for him. And I think you work at a hotel, so you're used to seeing this right now. Hotel people is a red pill job, but sad reality of a lot of men, um, guys, you know, this is, this game is very predictable. And for people who think I'm doom and gloom related to this, I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to ask you ladies and men, men in general, men that aren't in relationships. I mean, I'm going to tell you to do your homework. If you're in a relationship, right? If you're not in a relationship right now, First of all, you've, you're going to prove me right. You're at 100% failure rate in relationships. You have failed every one of your relationships. Now, there could be a success in it, but you have absolutely failed 100 times, 50 times. You're owing. You have zero success. You haven't maintained a long-term relationship in your entire life. You failed all of them. So you actually beating my predictor. <laughs> my predictor is 99%. Yo, goofy ass is a cool one. You batting a thousand. Mm. 
<laughs> you bet the thousand. Now, why do you think you're 35, 40, and 45? Why do you think you're going to have success now? You've actually ruined all of them, <laughs> right? So that's number one. Number two, for the people who have a relationship right now, you're here. I'm going to ask you, fill out your paperwork front and back, write down all the relationships you were in before you were in this one that is successful up to this moment. Up to this moment, you are successful. You've succeeded in one. Write down all the other ones you were on, and you will come to the conclusion that I'm right once again. 99% of them have failed. This 1% of them is working. For now. <laughs> For now. It's, it's now working. If you're under 40, man, just tick, 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 tick. I'm looking at the clock. Where's the 60-minute clock? It's working right now. If you're under 40, you have no reason to get comfortable. Define failed. Define failed. All right. What is, this is an easy one. I, I appreciate the questions. Let me start with marriage. One of the vows of marriage one of the vows of marriage that you will say more than likely is till death do us part, right? You'll say, we only going to part in death. Now, if you do not reach death together and it doesn't have to be simultaneously, you failed. Mm. <laughs> right? There's no other need to define it, Ninja. If you try to define it outside of that, you reach in. You have failed. Mm. Now, you could have succeeded after the fact, and you could have actually been successfully divorced. But when you got in the marriage, you got in there till death do you part, thus you have failed. Now, let mm. me get to the relationship people. Let me get to the relationship people. For you in a relationship, when you made the commitment, you committed to each other, most likely monogamously. If any of you guys have cheated, you failed. If any of you guys have emotionally cheated, you failed. Now, if the relationship has failed and at any point you said we were going to be together forever, you failed. It's not that hard. <laughs> right? It ain't that hard to figure out. You got together to commit to what? A year? Two? Three? Four? 10. Oh, you didn't put a time frame on it because you were going to be together forever. Always and forever. It's not that hard. If you did not fulfill your commitment that you gave each other, you failed. Mm. Now, if you want to get into you were better off and it was, a, hey, that's what it is. You can do that. But that's a fail. It is what it is. <laughs> All right. If you cheated in your relationship, failed, all right? Listen, you committed to monogamy. If you intentionally committed to a person in monogamy, which I, if you're going to be monogamous, if you're going to be, um, if you're going to be in a relationship and you commit to monogamy, you need to carry out monogamy, male or female. You need to carry out monogamy unless you get permission from the other person to do something other than that. But if you got into a relationship and you got some side salami, you got some side Peace leave, you failed. 
-hmm. You failed. Now, y'all can still be together. But I take cheating seriously. So much so that I know I could not give monogamy to another person. Right? I'm a non-monogamous person from the beginning. It's going to be understood that. I'm not going to fake the funk for a nasty dunk. I'm non-monogamous. And it's always going to be that way. So if that's what you want, I'm never going to... Uh, I'm never going to allude that that's what you're going to get. Now, you can be monogamous to me, meaning that you can give me, you can only give access to me, but I'm not going to commit to it because I know I want to be what I want to be out here. If I want to lay with somebody, I'm going to go lay some up, somebody. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to stop so I don't hurt your feelings. So, but I'm open and honest about that. I'm open and honest about that. So if you bring that up and you're like, one of the rays you're going to be with me is monogamy. Well, that's okay. I don't want to be with you. Go, go, go get what you want and um, do what you want. But um, I often do tell them you're not going to find monogamy anyway, but you know, as long as you believe you're in a monogamous relationship, I, I guess that's all that counts. <laughs> as long as you can believe it, you can achieve it. As long as you don't know any better and you're dumb and you're dumb to what's actually really happening. Well, I, if you feel better about that, go ahead. But you're not getting monogamy anyway, either way. I hate to be I hate to say it that way. <laughs> All right, let me get to this macaroni, Tony. Yeah, you believe you're monogamous. OK, you want to believe you're monogamous in the relationship. Oh, OK. <laughs> All right. Oh, you want to just have the belief? Well, you can pretend with me as well. You can pretend with me or you can pretend and look foolish at the end. Which one? Do you, hey, ladies, I got a question for you. Do you want to pretend with me or do you want to pretend and look like a jackass? What, what, what you want to do? Gentlemen, you too, Ninja. You too. Gentlemen, you too. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Macaroni Tony, I know y'all hate me, man, but do me a favor. Like this video. I'm giving y'all the God's honest truth on Juneteenth out here. All right. Macaroni Tony, you said it before, and it's time to use the quote again. You'll still put you're still y'all still putting glue on your hands and peeling it off. He says these kidney garden low variety thinking normies aren't ready for this. They aren't. I'm a little bit over y'all heads. I know I'm over y'all heads a little bit with this info. Because there's not many people telling y'all the truth out here. You know why? The truth is very hard. And to be who you have to be, it's hard. I know people want to make it easy. And all you have to do is, and all you have to do is fall in love. And all you have to do is invest in 15 rental properties and get a fourplex and live in the front and have renters in the back. And you'll be wealthy overnight. I'm never going to tell you that. Life is hard, but life is fun. Never take it for granted, but never disrespect life. This isn't supposed to be easy. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, man, y'all still putting glue on your hands and peeling it off. You still in elementary school. Most of you guys haven't matured past junior year in high school. Most of you guys still in high school mentality. Ladies too. Ladies too. All right. And many of you, many of you are lying to each other. That's what I really don't like. I don't like people lying to each other. Like, I don't have to lie to kick it. Uh, that's why I call people out. Game ninjas and dating coaches. These people lying, but it is what it is. <laughs> they want you to believe in hope. All right, Barack Obama, hope. What did he call it? The audacity, audacity of hope. 
Then he had your ass in there thinking of change after he didn't hope your ass into the first election. Then we was going to change. Then your ass went backwards. I mean, <laughs> yes, ended up backwards. You ended up 50 years in the time machine. All right. Um, and the reading rainbow ended up in the future. All right. Shout out to no government name says what is ridiculous is with Gabri and Taraji is that if women dress like that, showing their bodies, they will be mad if men look and or make a comment. He says could even be called verbal sexual. A. he says a married woman showing her goods is ridiculous. Like, I mean, listen, it's, it's weird that you're saying a married woman is allowed to parade herself out there. Or this, but of course, I don't think they're actually in a in a biblical marriage. This is just my belief. I might not. I think they're using each other for convenience, and they're both beneficial to each other. That's all I'll say on that. But yes, I think women are trying to play uh, both sides of the fence by parading and masquerading themselves in these attires until it becomes common. This is the danger of it. This is the danger of it because. What's appalling to someone becomes common to someone else. Then it becomes common, and then the commoners wear it, and then we become desensitized to it, and it's no longer behavior that is shamed. So eventually we get to a point where I'm going to talk about why women are going to be single forever is the desensitization, desensitized sexuality of the woman. And one of the reasons why people hid a woman's sensuality and sexuality is to protect her, number one, from herself and from others, and number two, to still be sensitive to sexuality. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. We're not sensitive to the sexuality and the power of sexuality anymore. We just want to feel good for 15 minutes. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Let me get to that. Let me get to that. Again, this stuff is going over y'all heads. I try to speak to the ignorant audience members and drop in some entertainment and some curse words and some stuff like that so y'all can keep y'all's attention because we, you know, uh, keeping 2,600 people's attention for hours is a talent. It is a talent, <laughs> right? But it is very difficult, so I got to throw in some ignorant shit here and there. And we'll do it. We'll do it live. All right. <laughs> uh, they want money and we're going to get into the main event topic. We'll build O'Reilly. We'll do it live. All right. This is the talent. Don't think that this is easy. None of y'all can do this shit. <laughs> all right. Anyway, shout out to the consecrators watching me. Going to make videos after everything that I said this morning, but I appreciate it. Uh, by the way, they want money. Here you go, guys. The monetization of the American woman. The monetization of the American woman. This woman's going to attempt to say in English why she wants ninjas with money. All right, here we go right here. And she's a cute little thing, but uh, here we go. I don't even have a roster no more. I, I counseled everybody. For real? The conversation's weak. You need to have new tryouts or something. Yeah, <laughs> something like, I want spontaneous shit in my life. I don't like no basic shit. I'm just fed up with it. And, and until I get that little fairy tale that's in my head, and that's really the bare minimum what I'm asking for. So until I get it, I just stay by myself. I like somebody who buy what they say. I don't like no person who be like, babe, you like these shoes? And they don't never get them. Like, I like somebody who just 
pop it. Like, yeah. he be like, sing, like, what's your cash up? And he seen it immediately. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't deal with people like this. So it's like, when you go from it and then you go to somebody who don't do that, it's just kind of like, damn, am mm. I just accepting the bare minimum? Or I'm just, you know, settling or, you know, or am I asking for too much? I don't know. Well, here's the thing. And shout out to the people who are letting me use this particular piece of content. This this is a pretty young thing. She's I like it. I like the her look. I like her look. Unfortunately, she she dumber than box of rocks. All right. This woman ain't mature past eight years old. All right. She hasn't even mature past eight years old mentally. Remember, age can be categorized in four different ways. The chronological age, the day you're born and the day that exists today, the age of maturity, which is the physical age, the physical maturity where your bodies, your innards are mature, your balls drop, your woman gets the cycle, and then you start to take on the characteristics of for women storing fat in areas where men like it, and physically men start to get testosterone boost, and this is all the physical development of age. Some people's age physically and chronologically can be completely different. Then you have the emotional age of a person. Is it a grown man crying every minute, or is, that's, has that man become emotionally mature? As a woman become emotionally mature, is she 40 years old and acting like she's 13? See, age can't tell you who the person is and or their mental age. Where are you at mentally? Are you on mental health meds at 13, 15, 30, 40? Yes. If that's the case, you're mentally stunted. All right. So your mental age does not match your age of maturity physically and or chronologically. Here we go. This woman's stuck on dumb. She's stuck on stupid. She even admits, if the man doesn't match the fantasy in my head, this is why American women, modern women are going to be single forever. She still has an eight-year-old fantasy in her head of what relationships should look like. Baby, I could sell you this romance and dream if you want, but you ain't getting that eight-year-old fantasy in your head, number one. Number two, she's selling herself like a prostitute, but most modern women are. That's why they're going to be single forever. And so she wants this Cinderella treatment where the man shows her shoes and buys. Okay, that's fine. I can give you that as well, all right? That's not a problem. And I'm going to make best use out of you about one or two times, and then I will probably replace and dismiss you. But that's not what she wants either. She wants this person to be kept and around and available and accessible to her and only her. This is actually crazy. This is crazy thinking. It's juvenile. It's childish, okay? But a lot of men are having to deal with women like this, and it's sad. Not only this, this woman should be plucked out of straggle, wherever straggle community she comes from, Jacksonville, Jackson, Mississippi, wherever she comes from, she should have been plucked out and her talent recognized at an early age. She probably didn't have a father and she probably didn't have a mature man mature enough to tell her how to protect and preserve herself from ratchet straggle activity. And here she sits. She had the ability to attract the best available man. This is what this is a woman that should have been put in white school from the rip she should have been taken out from wherever she was with her single mother growing up eating fried bologna sandwiches in poverty she should have been plucked out she should have been put on a conveyor belt and attached all the basic stock factory issue shit she should have been told how to keep her her chin level to her chest her shoulders back she should have stayed away from pookies no, not a white school. From white school, finishing school, not a white school. She should have been taken to finishing school. Finish this one off. This one's a good one. Let's take her out. Pluck her out. <laughs> and she should have been told how to walk with her head level, how to, how to get the forks and the spoons on the right side. 
She should have been told how to talk and speak. <laughs> Not just wife school, finishing school. How you finish yourself. This woman should have been headed. All right. Scholarship to law school. We're going to take this one out. All right. Let's take Let's preserve this one. All right. Teach her how to teach her how to talk, read, write. Nah, we all together. See, in the community, we all equal. We all the same, which is not. No, I got more talent than you. I'm better than you. I got more beauty than you. I'm better than you. Let's keep you out of poverty. Let's get you here. Man, bro, this is what we do. You separate class from class. This person has the ability to propel herself to high levels, yet she's still in Straggle Rock. Preserve this one. Finisher. Let's take the finishing school. You do this to men too. We do this to men. We do this to men. How do we do this to men? How do we do this to men? Somebody, let me see if y'all thinking like me. How do we do this to young, talented men? <laughs> right? Because y'all gonna leave her uh, to be pimped out by the ism. He said jail. No, yeah, Zion. Zion. We do this to men. When we recognize a talent, Young men, he's six foot four with the reach of a seven foot two male. He's an overgrown, big ass, stinky ass feet. He got 13 size, 13 feet in, in high school. We put his ass on the AAU team and he don't pay a dime. We send him to football camp when he chases bunny rabbits in Florida for a hobby. You see this ninja out there chasing rabbits and catching them. We'd be like, uh-oh, and we send them to 707 football camp, and we give, them a, we give them a scholarship. We pay for them to go to private white high school with 58 kids, and he's a stud athlete. We pluck them out. We're we like Chris Weber. We send them out from Detroit, and we send their ass out to Country Day High School. Mm. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait a minute. This one's different. Pluck. We pluck them right out and put, they ask, we Jimmy Butler him and we make a white family adopt him. <laughs> okay. This is what we do. I know people don't want to make, make sense of it. We find a talent. This person's special. Look at this person. He can count cards. He can count. He can count. He can do math. We pluck him from the public school and we put him in the magnet school. We put them in the magnet school. We take them out of uh, Crenshaw and we put them in Crenshaw magnet. It's not that hard. But now we got straggles and we don't know what to do with them. So we let this woman wave and wander and waste what you see here. This is a beautiful chocolate woman right here. All right. She doesn't have too much signs of straggle, but we will let her get a tattoo at 16 we will let her get her whole ear pierced all the way up and around. And then she's forever straggled. She's low class. She's less elite. She's less elite. And of course, with women, beauty, that's how you get by. I'm sorry. And if she managed to have a little bit of common sense, she actually probably would have been paired with a partner that actually prepared her to the world she actually wants instead of trying to find it in Pookie and low class ninjas up until she's 35. See, y'all don't want to hear this shit. This is a waste of talent. She can't even talk. She can't even put a whole complete sentence together. And this is a waste. She straggled out. And then guess what? Everybody applauds her. You a real one. You like us. Well, she should have been better than the people she's around. She should have been way better than that.
She had the ability to do it because she was blessed and she didn't hit the ugly tree on the way down from heaven and she didn't hit every branch like most of us have. Okay, listen, this is a talent and she lost. The people around her did her wrong. Complete waste. And she has nothing to offer because she's already too far gone. Here we go. No more. I, I can't. She said, I didn't have a roster. See, people around her did her wrong. Her mother, her sisters, they failed her. Eek. You need to have new tryouts or something. Yeah, <laughs> something like I want spontaneous in my life. I don't like no basic. Shit. I'm just fed up with it. And, and until I get that little fairy tale that's in my head, she gone, bro. No more what I'm asking for. So until I get it, I just stay by myself. Yeah, I just stay by myself. I just stay by myself. Like all the ugly women in your neighborhood have said. And now you fed into it. This is this is a waste. I like somebody who about what they say. I don't like no person who be like, what city is this? Babe, babe, you like these shoes? And they don't ever get them. Like, I like somebody who just pop it. Like, yeah. he be like, sent, like, what's your cash up? And he sent it immediately. Like, yeah, what, what fairy tale is that? What fairy tale is that? What you care? Yeah. What you care? Yeah. And he did it immediately. You're going to be popping that thing for Cash App, bruh. Sad reality. Sad. Absolutely atrocious. I mean, you can do it. I'm getting a great deal when I'm when you pop that thing for 250 bucks. I'm getting a fantastic deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't deal with people like this. So it's like, when oh, you. There's an indicator right there. Guys, I'm going to give you all a red pill. Are y'all ready? Take notes. Take notes. She just said something there. That's a dead giveaway that she gone. She always going to be single forever. What did she say? She said, I didn't dealt with guys like that before. Mm. I'm sorry. Oh, really? Where were they at? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wait, where are they at now? See, that's what they don't get. Well, my old sugar daddy in my past relationships, and I used to date tall men, and I used to date athletes, and the guy I dealt with, they used to drive this guy. But where are you at now? Mm. You back here talking to me, talking about what you used to deal with. So you was a piece of, you was a piece of tail. You got hoard out, and now you're back here talking to me, negotiating with me, <laughs> right? Always remember that, guys, when a woman tells you that. Well, I usually deal with guys that, and I did in the past, and I used to. Yeah, you used to. Mm. And guess where you at now? You back down here on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. And your damaged goods, like Maureen said. Yep, you've been alpha widowed out, and now you've been hollowed out, and now you used to deal with this. But I'm sorry, yesterday's prices are not today's prices. You're here now talking to me. So let's get back to reality. You're here negotiating with me, and you're going to be forever looking for who you used to deal with. All right? Always remember that, guys. Pay attention when you hear language like that. It's a dead-ass giveaway as to who they are. Here's another one here, guys. They want money. Uh, this is a woman here. Now we're going over to... Oh, 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 we're going over to redheads. Oh, boy. Redheads either have two lives. It's kind of like fat women. I mean, fat men. Fat men, you either tuck your shirt you tuck your belly inside your pants or outside. You let it either hang out or you tuck it in your pants. Redheads, they're either very attractive or very ugly. All right, there's not in between here. So yeah, they're living on borrowed time too. All right, so here it is. 
Stop settling for less. Date hot, rich men. Oh, boy. Here we go. Can we real talk for a second? I'm a recovered pick-me girl. I used to be like, oh, I'm only friends with guys. Girls are too much drama. I'm a tomboy. I don't wear any makeup. I'm so low maintenance. I'm not like other girls. I'm just one of the boys. She combed her hair in between the clips. You see her hair there? Master Splinter. I used to be like, oh, I'm only friends with guys. Girls are too much drama. I'm a tomboy. I don't wear any makeup. I'm so there it is. She changed her hair. Okay, okay. So low maintenance. I'm not like other girls. I'm just one of the boys. Until I learned that we can't burn down the patriarchy by using other women as kindling. So more things I used to say would be like, oh, you know, size doesn't matter and looks don't matter and height doesn't matter and wealth doesn't matter, which to an extent they don't. However, hear me out before you come running for me in the comments. It does matter if you're settling for less than you deserve. There we go. There, you're settling for less than you deserve, less than you're worth. Always remember that's a monetization of them. All right. When they say that, it's just the money. It's just the money where you land status and money wise. All right. I know my worth. That's that's a price indicator. What you are worth. It is directly related with your sense of self-worth, your sense of self-value. Even if you think it's not consciously on the subconscious level, we're acting out these sort of patterns, right? Man, get to where it. Where we accept less than what we deserve. Now, take a look, man. I mean, this is an average woman. This average, average to below. And they trying to sell themselves out. All right, continuing. Let me tell you, I've been with men who are short, tall, blessed downstairs, not blessed downstairs. There we go. I'm used to dealing with, there you go. She dealt with a lot of men. That's again, why American women going to be single for a long time. I dealt with tall, short. I mean, this is the equivalent of DMX, Tanisha, Takesha, Michelle, Tanisha, <laughs> right? Let's see. There was Linda, Tina. Annika, Maria, I've dealt tall, short, long baloney, slow baloney. <laughs> like, what the fuck? These women be out here running around these streets. In these streets. And then be still coming out here after the fact. Well, I know my value. Obviously, you don't. Stock price is plummeted. All right, I'm getting a discount. She trying to raise the prices on me. What the? Very, very wealthy. Not wealthy at all. Very, very broke. attractive. Broke ninjas, rich ninjas, ugly ninjas, attractive ninjas. Like how many men she been skirted out since she's been 13, bro? 13. Not very attractive at all. Very smart. Not very smart at all. Very successful. Not very successful at all. But the reality is if they're cishet and white, they're at the top of the privilege pyramid and they've been conditioned by a patriarchal society. So there is oppression and oh my inequality. God that they will never understand and won't be able to empathize with unless that is one of their main priorities and goals in life, which, sis, it's not. I've been cheated on oh, by here we go. men. I've here we go. <laughs> okay, the same men that she said I've been dealing with, now she's been cheated on by all these men. Mm. Man, low value. Dude, why, do, why would I want you now? Why would I want you now? I'm, I got to ask. This is the type of woman that says when you take her on a date, she says, man, no man has ever taken me on a date like this before. And you feel like a complete jackass. I wish men would take me out on dates like this. It's been a long time since I've been out on this type of date. You sit there like, damn, damn, I overdealt my hand. 
All right. I called too many books and spades. <laughs> you sitting there like, shit, I could have got this for cheaper. Because she used to being smutted out. All right. Now you out here taking her on a date. And then she tells you she ain't never been on a date before. Have you ever done that? You like, God dang. And you took her to, to a burger joint. You took her to a burger joint. Damn, I'm nervous. No man's ever treated me like this before. You like, fuck, damn. <laughs> he said, longest two minutes of my life. I know, man. She ain't saying much of any goddamn thing. I'm trying to speed up to what she said here. What, what do you got to say, ma'am? All right. Been treated like shit by all kinds of men. I've been in abusive dynamics with all kinds of men. I've been with good men that still can't manage to understand the mental load. Oh. I've been with great men who still don't know how to look after themselves, cook and clean and expect other people to do that. I've been with beautiful, kind, sweet. And she got the roster of... <laughs> this girl got a roster ninja. Men who have the emotional intelligence and communication skills of a thumb. So I used to be one of those girls that was like, oh, I'm, you know, not going to date someone just for their money. Date someone just for their money. Because if you're going to have to be cooking, cleaning, being their mommy, looking after them all the time, you might as well have something on the table as well. They might as well have a big downstairs reach, a huge wallet, really tall, gorgeous, because they're going to disappoint you anyway. Even the good ones are pretty mid so stop selling yourself short. You don't have to settle. Aim for the literal top because it's still not even close to what you're worth. Yeah, man. Hey, Reverend X, man. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. <sighs> she gonna be single forever, man. This is, dude, if, if that's the mentality of a common, regular, uh, average lady, they ain't got no hope out here, bro. There's no hope. She's saying reach, aim for the top. Now, here's the thing. A top guy will have her around in his concubine. But you're not getting one. of them. All right, let's talk about this woman. Let's take it back over here. Straggle Rock. Uh, we got a uh, another one here. Another one bites the dust. Here we go. Another one, guys. I feel bad for you young guys because you guys are in full-blown prostitution and you don't know it. Here we go. Why are you giving random men your body and collecting trauma for free? I mean, the least you could do is get paid. I don't condone doing it anyway, but, like, get paid, lady. Yeah, man. Damn, bro. This used to be a secret. Secret lover. They, they are boiling down to realizing they have not much to offer. I got money. Okay, come get skeeted on real quick. All right, be gone. I mean, listen, two can play that game. Why are you giving random men your body and collecting trauma for free? I mean, the least you could do is get paid. I don't condone doing it anyway, but like, get paid, lady. Man, damn, man. Hey, man. We in a messed up world. All right, it's a def definitely an evil world. It's an evil world. Back to, back to the uh, sloppy yogurt land over here. Apparently, this is a woman that says there was an ad on TikTok, and she's going to parry it. Uh, this is an ad that she says came across her TikTok. Let's go ahead and put it up here. Ladies, it's time to leave the broke boys and men with no direction in the dust. If you're tired of dating men that can't support you or aren't at the level that you are at, you've got to check out Lexi Dating. Lexi is an exclusive community full of high-end and successful individuals. So if you're tired of dating men with no direction, you should check out Lexi Dating. Woo! 
Maine, the junior college, the hey, welcome. And we did this this weekend. Welcome the class of 2023 out here. Everybody's got a price out here, and the dark side is definitely Liddy. And we on the dark side. We on the dark side, man. We're not coming back. <laughs> Celibates are going crazy. Gentlemen, the days of old are gone. <laughs> it's gone, man. And yes, you guys are definitely going to be sharing the top 5, 10, 20% of men. Going to be sharing. And I don't think they mind as long as they get paid. And bus, they're not getting rich at all. They're not getting rich from this. So it's sad. This endeavor is going to leave them broker than they believe. But they're going to get a little nice date and a couple of hundred dollars and they'll get a big trick every now and then and then they'll deal with small tricks and they'll deal with having their rent due out here and your rent's due they're not going to get rich they're going to get they're going to get messed up and then they're going to do this this is what they're going to do they're going to find you at the end and they're going to say baby i think we can be together forever and now they got your ass signing off your life thinking you're doing something and then she's like i got you bitch she's like this hold up gotcha bitch gotcha all right you're signing over your life to somebody who's been smutted out. That's the that's the future of America right here. Right here. Gotcha, bitch. Yeah. Yep. She's going to be sitting there like this here. Yep. And that's you. What an evil, evil world we live in. Guys, if you're if you're in your 30s and 40s as a male, you're probably not dealing with this too much unless you're at the junior college. But we're talking about gen. Remember, when we talk about relationships, I want people to understand this. When I talk about relationships, I'm not talking about men and women over 35. Let's just get this plain and clear. If you're a pickup guy in a Mac, I'm not talking about you. You're And you're over 35, I'm not talking about you. If we're talking about women and women looking to find their mate and you're 36, 38, 40, 42, I'm not talking about you. The reason is you guys are too old anyway. You guys should not be dating. You guys should have figured it out long time ago and you didn't. All right. And you have no impact on any market. You don't have an impact on the economy. You don't have the impact on on marriage, on procreation. You guys have already procreated more than likely one of you have. So none of you guys are going to change the birth rate or the marital rate. All you're going to do is change the divorce rate and plummet it even more. You're too used to living by yourself. We're talking about people younger than 35. These people have the true impact on relationship marketplace. Okay. We're not talking about you 50-year-old ninjas talking about what you used to do in the 90s by talking to women. We're not talking to you people. We're talking about lower, younger age people who are a bit who have the ability to procreate. Period. That's it. And the ability to marry and the ability to merge finances. These people are gonna be in struggleville, bro. Okay. These people are gonna be this is struggleville for a lot of men. 18 to 32, 18. That's the demographic. That's being affected highly by the mindset that we have. Old people, go sit down. Go sit down. When I say old, I mean 36 and up. Sit down with this bullshit. Y'all already didn't messed up the game already. So <laughs> y'all already done messed up the game. None of y'all matter anyway. None of y'all matter. Are you producing children? No. Well, go sit down. Are you buying a house together? Nope. No. Are you merging your finances together? Nope. 
y'all just bringing more, more bad credit together and more baby kids. Like y'all not doing nothing, but look, y'all need each other. <laughs> right? We're talking about younger people. When we talk about dating and being single forever, if you're over 35 as a male or female, you're probably going to be single forever. Anyway, you're not good. There's nobody out here for y'all. The only person for y'all you're selling for. We're talking about people that want to be in love. <laughs> Old people out here trying to make a difference. We're going to change. We're going to get married together and make a difference on the marketplace. No, you're not. You're a future divorce case. You've been living together for 30. You've been living apart from other human beings for well over 30 years. You think this one's going to work? Forget it. Forget it. Stop. Stop with the bullshit. All right. But if you want to sell the dream here. <laughs> All right. What are we doing here? We got uh, Vegas 4K says Russell Simmons' daughter is blaming him now going viral. Is that true? Somebody else mentioned that. Russell Simmons' daughter is blaming him? Oh, man. Dude, man. Daughters out here, man. Daughters have been affected by feminism for real. Because daughters out here are throwing daddies under the bus. Even that emotional-ass uh, 50 Cent son throwing dad under the bus. They the new baby mama terrorist. Oh, man. Watch out, man. So Russell Simmons' daughter. Well, he, you know, he, he was out here, you know. He was doing what he was doing. Somebody look it up. It's on the shade room. Oh, no, man. Oh, my Lord. Oh, the humanity. Oh, no. I might have to pull this shit up. Four-hour show now. I'm going to talk about it later today. Oh, man. What did he What did he do? Okay. Father's Day from hell. Kimora calls him out. Kids throw shade. Man. So this also happened to, um, this also happened to, um, what's the dude's name? Rocky? Sylvester Stallone. Oh, no. There it is. Well, this ninja done ran over to wherever the hell he is. I'm interested to see him right here. Russell Simmons, Lonely Father Day. There's the daughters right there. Oh, my Lord. Hello. All right. I'm getting my wallet out. Here we go. Yes, indeed. This the daughters? All right. Hey, you don't have a daddy, ladies? Yeah, I'm daddy. All right. You don't have a daddy? I'm pappy. I'm definitely to be your pappy. <laughs> what we doing right here? I'm definitely with it, brother. Hey, which one we doing here? Hey, which one we got here? Uh, I like this one right here. I like this one here. But then, okay. She a little long in the face. But I think we could do... This is definitely... They looking like $2 A. Marie's. But we could definitely... Uh, we got daddy problems? Yeah, I'm daddy. I'm Indeed. I got you, baby. I got y'all. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that brother's starving. We'll talk about that later. Talk about that later. I, I mean, listen, we all need, hey, ladies, y'all all need daddies, don't y'all? Y'all all need daddies. Y'all got daddy issues out here. Daddy. Your daddies have failed you. Get get and so daddies is the new, daddies is the new lane get out here. <laughs> right. Wow. Shout out to uh offset. Where are we at here? He says, um, I just finished your book, The Free Agent Lifestyle, for the third time. It made me reflect on my own relationship situation. I have a girlfriend with a child. Oh, he says, but your book helped me realize that I haven't truly left high school. I'm in my early 40s. The level of the level of immaturity that can come 
with having a girlfriend is astonishing. It is a real eye opener, especially when I'm in the one taking 100% of the financial responsibilities while she's contributing nothing except for the constant stream of Amazon packages arriving at our house. And to top it off, she has the audacity to tell me that my mom isn't welcome to stay at our home that he owns because she get she got upset about something that happened year a year ago. Wow. Hit the buzzer. Woo, my man's in bad shape over there. Woof. My man's in bad shape. My man, that that is, you know, there's a lot of us in these situations, so we don't judge. I appreciate you for sharing. But uh, a lot of us are in, as men, he's not leading, right? He's not leading. She's using him. That's a parasite. He has a leech on his hands. Yeah, she could give him some sex. He he has a, that's called a parasite. She's a parasite. She's a, um, she's definitely a, um, she's a contagion, <laughs> right? What do we call it? She's a symbiote. She's a symbiote. She produces absolutely nothing. Yeah, man, drop her ass like a bad habit. I mean, a lot of guys, a lot of guys get in these situations, man. Crazy. All right. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, the days of old are gone. Uh, but uh, yeah, she, but but detach, he's going to have problems detaching that leech. He's going to have to set her on fire. He's going to have to set, the, you know, when it, a leech attaches to you, you got to burn it off. Man, this woman's going to be hanging on to him like a virus. Shout out to Lyle Pocket says, Coachy, I spat out my coffee when I saw Sarge. Ten Hut. All right. Shout out to Sarge. All right. Former World Wrestling Federation champion. I'm going to get through these quickly because I got to give my last speech here. All right. Kayla says, once again, we've forgotten the meaning of the term lady in the streets, freak in the sheets. Taraji and Gabrielle has forgotten this as well. Yeah, the best type of women out here is definitely, you know, you know, you know, we're, we're, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to get them to realize that because they get instant attention. He says, Koji, do you laugh sometimes when a married couple's uh, divorces, divorce, wait, when a married couple divorces says after 10 years of marriage, when they think that when they are still couples who've been married for 30, 40, and 50 years. Oh yeah. Well, 10 years of marriage is like a jail sentence, right? It's like 25 years in prison, but you know, 10 years is a long time, but when people say they've been married 30, 40 years, I'd be like, wow. Shout out to Dos Tokens. Unfortunately, women compete for men, so they will sabotage their daughters. Indeed. So potentially uh, the the uh, situation with these uh, young daughters, they're already sabotaged. Basically, it's the removal of the father. When they remove the father, it's a wrap for the daughters. Rock Strange says normalization of deviance. This is B. Swafford. Normalization of deviance. All right, for real. Uh, we're in that. Remember yoga pants. Okay, your four-hour stream because it's a holiday. But yoga pants used to be like, wow, remember that? Remember when yoga pants used to blow you away and uh people would make streams and you'd be like, Why you care? And you must be gay if you don't like it, and why you complaining? Yoga pants used to be like mind-blowing ass, <laughs> right. This to be mind-blowing to see a woman out with her coochie knuckle out and all of the booty dimples showing. You used to be like, oh, my God. You used to see that. You'd be like, Lord, you seeing them? You'd be like, she ain't got no panties on. Okay? That was some mind-blowing shit. Now, check this out. You see a woman with yoga pants today, you walk straight by her. You look at her, you'd be like, okay. You look at the peace sleeve knuckle, you'd be like, yep, there it Okay, you just... 
eventually the normalization of deviance becomes the norm. Same thing as women who dress like strippers. I tell you this one time, I was dating this young girl. She attends a Pac-12 university. If you know, if you're on locals, you know. Um, and she she went to a strip club. <laughs> she came back and she was talking to me. She was like, wow, the strippers were wearing the same thing I was wearing in terms of underwear and lingerie. And I was like, ma'am, she's not wearing what you are wearing. You're wearing what she's wearing, you dumbass. <laughs> You're wearing what the strippers are wearing. You think the strippers copy regular chicks? Oh, we'll wear that inside the club. <laughs> like... You're wearing what they wear. You copied them. Like your fashion is what. <laughs> like, dude, like they don't get it. They just don't. They don't understand. You're wearing stripper clothes, hooker clothes, streetwalker clothes, and you're calling it normal camisoles and lingerie draws and all this shit. It's the normalization of deviance. This is what we're getting now. This is why people see these things and they want to shame it down because this type of indecency or indecency or deviance is going to get normal and it's going to lead into what we're going to talk about next. B-Row Mahogany says you can't protect what you can't control. That's from Minister F. Minister F? All right, shout out to you. Oh, Minister Farrakhan? Shout out to the minister. I think he's turned 90 years old recently. Shout out to the minister. One of my favorite speakers of all time. He's such an eloquent speaker and has control and cadence and that echo in the background is very powerful. All right, but shout out to him. Why modern women will stay single and destined to stay single forever and men. Let's talk about this. Sex drive is falling. As a matter of fact, I know people don't understand this because you guys are horny bastards. But sex drive is falling. Testosterone levels are falling in American men. Men are almost desensitized to sexual sexuality. We don't even know what sexuality is. Uh, most of us think you're going to hop on somebody, pump, push and shove for a little bit. And that's sex. You guys aren't having sex. I mean, you're having it, but um, you're not enjoying it. You're just doing it to fulfill some sort of pleasure and then moving on. And then you want it again. You just want that feeling. But some men actually preoccupied with other things. This man's going to speak on it right here. Let's allow him to speak on it. He's going to say right here. Let's go ahead. There are a lot of things that are common, but it's not normal. You understand? So mm -hmm. we view it as normal. Like you going into your 30s and now like you don't have the same strength and vitality in the bedroom. But like if you look at our great grandfathers and great, great, great grandfathers, like they had 10 kids <laughs> and they was knocking chicks up at they, 50. Right. Oh, like, did it long and, stroke. You know, and so you, when you start to think about that, they're in their 60s and 70s. Right. Still having kids. But if you look at the men today because I'm you know I'm a witness I, I just watch what's around me and as I started to watch what's around me and I hit you know because I work with so many women of varying ages I'm starting to notice that men are just as sexless as you know men are saying women are as they wow. go into the age and I also started to notice a lot of young men coming into the pharmacy to pick up you know Viagra in their 20s Yo, so okay so we got to talk about that yeah. because now so you got a little too excited about no, this no, 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 and for people who don't know, he's a he's a pharmacist. He's a holistic doctor. I'm not a pharmacist. He's a holistic doctor. So I'm assuming he might be educated in pharmacy or something like this. Let me see if I can click and get his bio real quick because they linked it. Alternative holistic health services. He actually has a very viral video talking about um, uh, your diet and affecting your virility. All right. Your diet 
like eating fruits and vegetables and mostly veg veggies, how that helps increase your testosterone and your virility. So I believe I'm using the right word virility. So um, here's the thing about this. Some of that desensitization, desensitization, sorry. <laughs> desensitization. <laughs> oh, man. I won't say the word. Some of that being desensitized is pornography. All right, let's talk about pornography. Pornography will desensitize you to sex. All right. Pornography is essentially um, uh, a pornography is essentially romance films for uh, men. All right. So women use romance films and they get hopped up on romance. For us, we get um, we get desensitized through being um, exposed to sex. And much of the sex is unhealthy sex in particularly uh, mostly fantasy sex, mostly sex that you will never have. And you don't know how a film is produced. They actually show you some of the great highlights and the acrobats and stuff like this. Unfortunately, women are uh, exposed to these sexual exploits and they find sex boring with regular men. And most men are doing too much trying to have sex and going for too long. And it doesn't really need to be that. doesn't need to really be that. Some men can't be even sensitized by a real woman in person. And as opposed to uh, the, the sensitization the sensation that they the sensation that they might feel with their own self or autoerotic pleasure. So prawn is definitely one of the culprits, not the only one. It's one of them. Let's talk about medication. Medication, medication. All of these medications that you're taking, they and I don't have the scientific study, but this cannot be good for your this cannot be good for your system to be able to function properly. Okay. Um so you're already desensitized through your exposure to fantasy sex. It's fantasy sex for most men and for women. It's fantasy. But you're also being exposed to too much medication at an early age, which is killing your sex drive, okay? And it's actually manipulating you possibly to not even be attracted to women or not as attractive to women. And it might be even contributing to, allegedly, things that might be leading to impotence at an early age. So, yes, there are some men that are using some 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 help, some assistant. It doesn't happen to me because we have a lot more testosterone than the younger generations of men. And there's data to prove this. Older men have way more testosterone even than younger men. And this should not be. But it's it's leading to a lack of willingness to have intimacy and or perform and or be available to perform. OK, now, next thing. Related to this desensitization, I said it over sex is women overexposing themselves. All right. There used to be a little bit of mystery and such, but now there's overexposure, right? There's overexposure on the internet. We have it way too accessible to us, men and women. And the way women expose themselves in public, we've been desensitized to it. Now we'll be attracted to it and say, you know, this and that about it. And um, as men come up, they'll say over the internet how they're attracted to it and distracted by it but we definitely have been desensitized towards sexuality with titties out areolas out on the internet even in public your school shoulder straps um exposure of skin and all of these things that people have minimalized and actually taunted men for being attracted to the very thing that has allowed us to populate the earth they taunt men sexually for instance a woman will be a young woman in class she'll have a sp spaghetti strap Somebody will make a big deal about it. And then they will say, what are you sex? My shoulders are too sexy for you to handle. And they'll tell the men to check their sexuality. 
then later on criticized the man for not being able to or not being not being able to perform or unchecking his sexuality, his sexual drive. So the very thing that has allowed us to continue and thrive as a species, the thing that is attracting men to women, now they actually taunt you with it and or capitalize for attention with it. And so but now men can't even talk about that sexuality anymore. We can't tell them to cover up. We can now not look at them if we don't qualify for them. And now we have to ignore it. Have you ever been in this situation? Have you ever been in this situation where a woman is dressed provocatively and you have to ignore it? We've all been in this situation. Here she is with the titties out. She's talking to you. You can't look at the titties. She's going to say, my eyes are up here. Well, your titties are down there. Okay. Or she's dressed like a whore. You see her. You're looking and you're like, damn. And then right when she comes up to you, you stop looking at her. This happens even at sports events. This happens at sports events. There was a time the cheerleading crowd, the cheerleaders would come out and the guys would go, woohoo! If you went to a football stadium today, because there's women and children there and the cheerleaders come out, you're supposed to ignore them. And everybody virtually ignores the dancers and the cheerleaders, except the women are watching them flip their hair back and forth and dance. And then the women mimic the cheerleaders. They come home and they want to do that dance for you. Okay. But if I jump up and be like, yes, the Raiderettes, hell yeah. Come out, girls. Shake that thing. Let's get some titties wiggling and some booties jiggling. Let's go. They're going to want to throw me out. What are you doing? That's disgusting. You like those girls? Those aren't even real girls. Those girls are built like children. Look at you. You like pretty girls. They girls are out of your league, right? They're going to come in there and you metaphile. Yeah, they're going to come out there and drill me. See, these are the things that we've grown up with so that men naturally adjust and either criticize the woman. Look at those goddamn cheerleaders there. Look, aren't they sucky? Aren't they Aren't they terrible? And then you want to be out here paying Captain Sabaho and you want to criticize the cheerleaders before the women do. So you can be like, I don't even like those type of girls either way. I don't like them anyway. They're too fake. Look at her. Titties are fake. Look at her with all that fake up. Look at her. She's a two in real life. Mm. <laughs> so she's there. She's the picture of beauty. She's being paid to be beautiful. But we got to ignore the shit. The Victoria's Secret show comes on. We got to act like we're not interested so we don't look like a pervert. Same thing as in public. Here comes the girl in Winn-Dixie with her ass and titties out. And we're like, oh, shit, I can't look too long. So you look just long enough so you can jerk off later to that same woman. Instead of talking to her. Because you don't want to be a creep. And she's positioned herself to be able to do this. So this <laughs> being desensitized has led to us having to ignore women doing this in public so we don't look to be a creep or look too long, or I grate them, or I assault them, or sexually assault them, or make them uncomfortable, or objectify them. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. It's absolutely insane. So this sexual drive is actually because our subconscious is supposed to uh, allow us to react like the natural beast we are and want to fornicate and produce, reproduce. It's supposed to be a natural thing, but we've actually tried to naturalize it. We tried to naturalize it and make it make sense. It shouldn't make sense. I'm attracted to you. Can you give me access? What will it take? Will it take money? 
<laughs> Will it take attraction? Will it take, what is it? This is what it needs. We need to get this going. Okay, you don't want it? Okay, fine. All right, and move on. Talking to women in public is a crime now. It could be a crime. Talking to a woman could be a crime. And she could be dressed like a complete hooker. And, or she could be underdressed or overdressed. We don't know, but it could be criminalized really quick if she doesn't like the way it happens and occurs, if people don't know how to do it in a rightful way, if she feels misleaded, mistreated, if after the it's absolutely crazy. So this is what's happening, and this is what's going to lead people for being single forever. Let's go down to the next one, and this is what I call, uh, oh, did I skip one? Dwick policing. <laughs> I'm going to call it the Dwick policing. Uh, this is a young woman here, a young chocolate sister, and uh, this is a sister who is not well-built, according to her. She's not built with all the curves and the big booty and the plump titties and the all of that stuff. And she's going to talk about body positivity being a hope. Body positivity is. When it comes to women like Lola Brooke or Coyle Ray, you know, women who might be petite, they don't have the biggest breast, they don't have the biggest booty. There's no body positivity for women like that. As a matter of fact, men who are attracted to slim or petite women are accused of being attracted to children. I guess if you slim, you're supposed to be single forever. I just want to make a point that before they started injecting all of our food, our meats with growth hormones, before they started putting sugar in everything to make it more addictive, before they started prescribing birth control to preteen girls under the guise of fighting acne, before they started putting hormone disruptors in our soaps, lotions, deodorants, etc., before they started doing all that, being slim or not having body galore was not super out of the ordinary. No one can negate the fact that over the years, Americans specifically have gotten heavier and heavier as the days go by. Y'all ever think about how the average person would look without all the chemicals and additives in our food and body products? So instead of shaming women for having smaller frames, let's actually respect all body types like y'all say y'all do. Great challenge there. I like what she's talking about there, and that tends to happen quite a bit. Uh, people have made every excuse for bigger women to be accepted, even curvier women and so forth and so on. And then they go back and say in Victorian age, the women were big and but they weren't as big as they are today. Not only that, most of it is manufactured, either genetically modified and or hormonal and or manufactured by the miracles of modern science. So that then when you like a a slimmer petite woman, then they say you a metaphile. You like girls I actually had a video of a thick Puerto Rican chick and she was thick. All right. Um, and uh, but she was almost she's getting to the point where she's overweight and older. And then she's like, you guys like little girls. You guys are pedophiles. You guys are this and that. And it's not true. We just like this type of thing. But for men, the policing of our Johnson, it seems to be public policy. Can't police them, but they love the police men who you're attracted to. What you look at, what type, what color is the person, how long the hair is, how short the hair is that almost inevitably men choose wrong can't go passport can't go overseas you can't choose a slim black woman you can't choose a pog fat white woman if you're rich you can't choose a fat woman i mean it's just a bunch of policing and policing and policing of men always and that is the objective so much so that the body positivity movement is a hoax it allows the the people who does not qualify for top tier men to qualify remember the body, politi body positivity movement for men that got you guys horny about big women. It is what it is. It's a fetish and a fetish alone. These women do not get wiped up. 
the body positive body positivity movement was to get low attractive women to compete for top tier men not for mid men not for lower class men the bbl was designed to not attract lower class men but it happens to attract lower class men that was to get them to get the higher tier men that have the mindset of the lower class men all right so these are the things that happen breast implants are to attract the top tier men so now that if you can have the overweight women or the women that look other than the norm qualify for top tier men then it's an equal competition then they don't have to work on themselves to qualify they can qualify by being accepted but what did that do that made normal looking women uh be shamed okay so women with saggy booties women built like boxes and refrigerators women with saggy breasts all right women that are skinny and slim especially women who are minorities if those women get accepted and selected by top tier men, then guess what? You like, you're a metaphile. You like children. So watch out for this. And this is why people are going to be single forever. Women date men, not because they like the men that they date. This is similar to men, but I'm going to leave it to the men to figure this out. Do you know why women select the men that they select? The reason why they select the men that they select is for what everybody else is going to believe about her. This is similar for men as well. But what, like when they say six feet tall, car, money, how much of this is what the world is going to think about her and her selection. So if her friends see you show, see her show up with a dude that's five, six, and he is a blue-collar job worker, She, but she likes him, she knows she can't show up with that guy. She can't show pictures. She can't go to certain places because she's going to wear high heels. She can't be invited into certain. So she needs to have her friends accept what this person represents, not who she really likes. So as men, now knowing this as men, we have to understand and accept that. That that's how they select mates. That's part of the selection process. And it's similar for men as well, right? But we are, we're more accepting because we're more desperate in many ways. So we'll accept less of a woman. And uh, even that woman will put you in your place. She'll even say, I'm used to dating men that have X, Y, and Z and that are this and have muscles and cut and abs. And I, she'll say she's used to having that. Well, she never had him. She got throttled by him. But now she's like, hey, well, you know, I'll give you a chance. But she'll constantly remind you that she has access to these tier of men, right? This is something that you guys got to understand. It is what it is. It is what it is. This is something you cannot change. But let's continue on here for we don't get a five-hour show. We have a, um, uh, let's see here. This is the doctor. This is the female doctor. Yeah, we only have two more clips of why American women, modern women, are going to be single forever. This is a doctor, engineer doctor. Shout out to Zoe. Zoe wants to be a part of this conversation. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independent. All right, so we're going to the Dominican Republic here. Uh, we have a female that is doing and doing it well. She's a medical doctor and attorney, and she's a baddie. I don't know what show this is on, but this is going to get this stream potentially censored, all right, for the playback. 
but uh, passport sister gets put in her place. I just want a normal passport sister fails in drive. Mm -hmm. I just want a normal relationship where my partner wants to spend time with me when I'm visiting from another country and we haven't even seen each other for several months and you're making me feel like I have to beg you to spend time with you. That's up. By the way, I will fold her ass up like a love letter from the second grade if I could just get her not to talk. If I can get this woman to understand you're more beneficial to me when you're quiet. Ladies, take notes. Take notes. I know this is counterintuitive and defeats the purpose for you and it makes you feel bad about yourself. But if you could just be quiet. I know. You want to talk. Well, that's why you need friends. Um, Just be silent and violent. Just be seen, not heard. Just a lot more than you're doing. Like, Tone it down like 98%. Uh, but anyway, she's talking to her uh, communicator device. He speaks Spanish. Let's give you the rest. Mira, honestamente, yo no estoy pasando tiempo contigo porque tú eres una persona que me vive tirando muchas cosas en cara. Tu éxito y ese tipo de cosas. A mí no me gusta eso. Honestamente, a mí no me gusta eso. All right, so plain and simple, uh, and for my Dominican people, I want to say, Kalo K. All right, but um, here it is here. Be basically saying with American men, I don't like you're throwing your shit in my face, but he's insecure, right? Hey, ladies, I'm going to just tell you this. Okay, call it insecure. Men do not care about all of your shit. For some reason, we're not built that way. And he said, I don't care about all that shit. And now she got a reality check. Let's see what she got to say. Después salimos de Santo Domingo, yo estuve como que si todo estaba bien. Pero después que llegué al hotel, yo no aguanté y le dije que me iba a ir de ahí. Pues yo estaba incómodo. Cosas cambiaron. Cuando fuimos donde mi mamá, dije que el baño esto, que el baño lo otro, el baño sí realmente estaba limpio. Right, and so what she did was uh, what people may, maybe shouldn't do when they go travel is don't criticize the way the people live. That's the way the people live. And so he said, you made mama, papa, poppy feel bad about what we do and you criticize us because you have your money and all of that. And uh, now you guys went, women can be very vicious with the way they communicate and uh, their tongue is like a fist and women have to realize this. This is how you have to exercise a little bit of uh, restraint. Ladies, um, ladies, I, the mate, the way I make you understand this is if the guy's bigger than you and maybe not even bigger than you, if he's stronger than you, I can one punch crunch and fold your ass up like a cheap suit really quick. And I know this. I understand this power. Thus, I must show restraint when I'm dealing with you. Even if you attack me, I must show restraint because I know my power is big. Now, with women, they use sarcasm, joking. They use also passive aggressive behavior and their tongue, which is just as strong because we care for you. It's just as strong as the fist. So that when you're out there unleashing your tongue, this is why I tell you, you're probably better seen than heard. When you're using these tactics, uh, sarcasm, passive aggressive, all right, joking, this tongue can be very vicious to the man. We care about what you say and what you believe about us. Thus, when you use these things, they often are truth and criticism hidden behind passive aggressive and or straight up attacks and or sarcasm. And we know this. It is not just a, a joke. 
these things are truth. You're trying to use uh, truth in jest. Thus, it is just as vicious as if I one punch crunch that jaw and you fold it up and you went. <laughs> so women don't understand that. They don't understand this power and they don't understand the power that it can have over men. And it actually turns men off and they call it what they call it. What? Oh, you're not you. You can't handle us. And you're no, 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 no. You got low self-esteem and your male ego fragile. All right. Your jaw fragile, too. But I'm not I'm not swinging at it. Your jaw is very fragile. But I'm not trying to encourage people to go ahead and swing when they want to swing. So you have to show restraint. All right. So let's continue here. Apologies for all the Spanish. All right, so he, he cold approached her at the gym somewhere, and he said, that's not the person that I wanted to, to uh, be with. Ignacio, yo pensé que iba a ser diferente hasta que se volvió una relación real. Tú tienes que saber que yo soy un hombre so you're telling me oh lord <laughs> all right it's over it's a wrap it's a wrap yeah man everything he just said see here's another part about women yeah so another part y'all gonna be single forever with this shit so he poured his heart out <laughs> he poured his heart out he told you a truth he rejecting her and he's saying, hey, engineer, doctor, I don't give a fuck. You disrespected me. You disrespected my mama, my papa, mommy, my papi, mommy and papi. You disrespected my Tio and Tia. You disrespected my primo and prima. All right, listen, I'm done with you. This is it. Remember when I told you men can't break up with women? He's breaking up with her and she can't handle it. But if it was the other way around, he's supposed to just accept it. So now here it is. So you're telling me. Rap. She's 13. This is a 13-year-old girl wrapped in a woman's body with degrees. This is an emotional 13-year-old. Just remember that when you're dealing with them. That you haven't come around for all this time because I made you feel like a small man and you didn't have the dignity to come to me like a man. Damn, man. Hey, man, look. Hey, in the Dominican, I think they might be able to legally slap the taste out of somebody's mouth talking like that. I'm not, I'm not sure. I've been to the Dominican, but I think they might have a policy that if he had the pimp hand strong and he went in on her, I don't think he goes to jail. Somebody clear it up. Hi, yay, yay. So she's belittling him, little man, blah, blah, blah. Oh, boy and tell me what the problem was. Instead, you chose to disappear and allow me to waste my money and be by myself. Yeah. All right, so he said that engineer doctor shit ain't working for me. All right, I don't care about your money. Uh-oh, but you know, here we go. She's not taller than him. No, she's wearing heels. Just understand what no, not many women are taller than men in public. All right. They they wear they wear shoes to make them feel that way. This is why they'll never say what their true height is. How tall are you? I'm five five, but I'm five nine in heels. I didn't ask you about no damn heels. I said, How tall are you? <laughs> right. 
I'm five foot five, but I'm really five nine, and you're not. Re- you're fake five nine, and you're really five three. But let's continue. Mm. <laughs> right. What else she got to say? Now she mad. For the last six seven months, you have asked me for money, and I've tried to support you the best way that I can. Dime qué cantidad de dinero que tengo que devolvértelo y te lo voy a devolver. Dime cuánto que tú necesitas que te lo voy a devolver. All right, so look, the money, hey man, money game don't work for women. So she tried to buy his love. She and she used her degrees and all of that shit. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at twenty, with a degree in communication sciences, with an emphasis in speech and language. And as I tell you, man, if women think that emasculating men is the route to what they want, and uh, as they say, and I'm gonna have to pull this up here because I always try to quote this, and I said I can't figure out. Here's the quote. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. And weak men create hard times. I had to keep it there because I love this quote. And this is indicative of our society today. We've weakened the men. We've emasculated them. We taunted them. We've actually got them desensitized to women. We've actually bullied them and a lot of things like this. We've judged them. We salami policed them. We've actually propelled and pushed and, and cheered cheered and celebrate women achieving more than men as if we're in a competition and we're not. What we're in a competition for is who's going to lead us in the right direction. And women have tried to play replace men by, um, by, by usurping them in every other way. And it has not worked out. The majority of men don't want to deal with this shit. And now if you want to go to the Dominican Republic, you certainly ain't going to be able to say, I got a degree and a job and money and then treat these men like pieces of shit. It ain't going to happen. They ain't going for it. And they'll use you and discard you, and she doesn't understand her leverage is really her sex and her personality, not all of these other things that she's trying to use over him to control him. He's like, I cannot be controlled. American men who stand up over here say, I cannot be controlled. I don't want to be controlled. I have no interest in being controlled. Thus, I don't care what your social standing is. This is what I want from you. Unfortunately, the women are out here selling themselves and or trying to get to this position thinking this is going to create happiness for them and it's going to create loneliness for them the society will always pay for the emasculation of their men and some men in some societies are standing up against that they refuse to be emasculated while the black man in particularly but and white man for sure have chosen to be emasculated in order to get access to one woman who doesn't even respect them it's a sad sad world that we live in and it is why most people will be single. Shout out to the Hodge twins, which I'm going to play a video from the Hodge twins. Fair use. This is a sister. Uh, This is a sister who's going to talk about the horrors of dating apps. This is the last thing. And then we're going to have you guys go get some barbecue out there at the barbecue. It's barbecue in there. This is a woman who's going to tell us how horrible it is on dating. Um, No, no, no. She's going to talk, talk about just dating. Here we go. Anyone that said that being single is fun, it's not. It's boring as shit, especially if you have self-respect. And then um, the options that we have are slim to none. For me, like, I don't really go out much. So going on the apps are more convenient. Something that I've been proving, only low trash women hang out after 9 a.m., 9 p.m. I've been telling you guys that. Ninjas be like, go outside, go outside. Women before 9 a.m. ain't outside to be bothered. All right. They don't barely go outside. Like you don't even look if you look outside and there's women outside just hanging out. You live near Figueroa. 
Most of the time, women are going to do shit and they come back home. They now just sitting out going, when is somebody going to approach me? Now, women after 9 p.m. are low-class human beings. They're out there and they're ready to do the devil's work. They're on demon time. And they're on demon time to do shit, not by ninjas that are approaching them. They already know who they want. So most women, good women, are inside. Most women, most good women are inside. If you're a good woman and you're outside, you're a fake-ass good woman. You're a good woman that hadn't been caught yet. Most good women ain't outside. They in the house. They in the crib. Have you ever seen this? You ever see an attractive woman? You move in next door, and uh, there's an attractive woman, and you see her. You get a glimpse of her. You're like, God damn. It's a good-looking woman. When's the next time you see her? You don't see her for a month and a half. You never see her again. You be trying to see her going outside, checking your bell box. <laughs> you outside washing your car. You're like, where this bitch at? You don't never see this bitch. This bitch is, then she come out, creak out the door. She dip out. She pick up the newspaper, go back inside. You're like, where this bitch at? Where the? You can never get her schedule right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, good women are inside. Let's continue here. And you're supposed to have more, multiple options. But yeah, those op options are slim to none. And most of them want to just have sex, especially if their bio says, oh, just got up a relationship or I'm new in town. I need someone to show me around. All you want to do is have me show you around my coochie. And you don't actually want to get to know me. You don't actually like me because then I'm going to hear the thing of I'm not ready for a relationship. And then I just wasted six months of my life investing in a man, making meals, baking cupcakes and, you know, doing all that. And then I'm going to have to break it down and go back to my therapist. <laughs> These women out here, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Remember, ladies, what I tell you. Are ladies, are you still watching the stream? Ladies, remember what I tell you. And you're hearing this from your daddy. All right, just act like you're hearing yeah, this from your daddy. daddy. What do I tell you? You either going to get a man that tells you what it is, or you're going to get a man who lies to you about what it is. But it's all going to be the same. Right. So you want monogamy relationship and then you come to daddy and I say, listen, baby, this is what it's going to be. You're going to have a good time. You're going to get taken care of. You'll have your Cinderella moments. We'll eat good. But you don't own this Johnson. But when you're with me, it's going to feel like you're the only woman in the world. You're going to be my world. You're going to be a part of my world. I'm going to share my world. I'm going to share the good times. You're going to have good times. She goes, like, nah, I'm down. And I say, okay. Well, you know, best of luck. Fly like an eagle. And then she's going to go to a ninja. And he's going to be like, yeah, baby girl, you know what I mean? You're mine, and I'm going to have you all the time. I'm going to be up under you, baby, and we're going to be doing the do. We're going to be going to Costa Rica. We're going to be going to Ireland. We're going to go to Zimbabwe. We're going to Scotland. We're going to be doing to London. We're going to trips, vacations. We're going on shopping sprees and VIPs. We're going to be in a club popping bottles, and we're going to move in together. And I'm going to have you change my name. I'm going to change your name, and I'm going to marry you, and I'm going to be faithful and loyal. I'm going to give you that world. I'm going to share your world you're gonna share my world and we're gonna have it he gonna fornicate six times six times he gonna bust six nuts and he gonna pull all that back then he gonna get tired of you and then he gonna have other chicks on the side he gonna have all this shit going he gonna be spinning plates <laughs> he gonna be spilling plates and you're gonna be baking 
pies and shit for him. And you're going to be celebrating his birthday. Then all of a sudden on Valentine's Day, he going to disappear. And then he going to be, oh, shit, I got to go travel for my birthday next year. And I got to do this. And my mama's sick. And I got. And you're going to still be. Every now and then available to him. And he's going to be skeeting in the guts. Then he's going to be Zion. He's going to have another chick pregnant. Oh, man, I got another bitch pregnant. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You either going to have it this way or that way. It's not going to be anywhere in between. So pick wisely. Because what you're going to do is after you get played and see your therapist, six months later, you're going to be calling me up. Hey, uh... How's it going, sir? Yeah, you know, I don't mind being a part of your team. I'll be on the bench. You think I can get back in first place, though? Oh, no, bitch. No, 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 no. Hey, baby, baby. You bitch. Yeah, bitch. You all the way deep, deep, deep on the bench. You're going to have to pay a fee. You're going to have to pay the franchise fee, the relocation fee. You're going to have to get your ass, baby. You're going to have to jump back in the front of the line, bitch. You didn't bring no cookies over or nothing. You didn't bring no cookies. You better have bought a gift. You ain't bring nothing to the crib. You just want to jump back in line. Hey, big head. Bitch, get back to the back of the line. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Man, you gonna have to work your way back up. Do you realize? What do you think I was doing in the last six months? Just twiddling my thumbs? All right. My team has been trained thoroughly. You need to talk to the thoroughbreds over here, man. My starting lineup is fierce. We running the 94 foot press. All right. We getting turnovers, man. We over here throwing alley-oop slam dunks. You over here want to jump in back in the front of the line and you all out of condition. Mm. It's hit the conditioning program, man. Get in the weight room. Baby, hit them legs. Baby, get the squat going on. You know what I'm seeing? Wash your badussy out. She want to just crawl back like I was just sitting there waiting for her, man. Man, please. <laughs> man, my team is thorough and raw out here, man. We in first place. We the NCAA champions out here. You think it's going to jump in front of the line? Come on, man. Hey, man. You can get back in, but uh, you're going to have to wait a couple of weeks and uh, make sure you prepare to bring a gift when you show back up. That's how they think they can just treat men out here. That's why you'll be forever single. And look at her. And not only will you be ever forever single, you'll be in therapy. Look. To my therapist. Yep. That's where you're going to be. That's where you're going to be. Trying to get black men to go in there with you. Now, can you go to me with my therapy? Nope. You'll be in therapy. Because someone that really didn't even want to be with me just wanted to fucking lied. There you go. Yep, that's where you at. Because you keep falling for the fairy tale. Um, emotionally damaged me. So, <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> if you're thinking about it, don't do it. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, ladies. Take your deal, man. <laughs> anyway, look, let me get to these super chats. What a crazy show. Thanks for sticking in for so long. Pause. That's what she said. And uh, let's get on with these super chats. Late Escape says, laughing my ass off, the Luxie dating app has crazies on it. Look up uh, Jacqueline Adis. She sent over 150,000 text messages to a rich man she met on that app. Also broke into his house many a time, certified crazy. Well, we won't use that as the junior college. Blue Baggins, Paul's Pierce said he found a website, actually covered that. He says, surely he's at the junior college and everybody thinks he's crazy. Camster email says, Casey, I, I know this guy's name, but I can't pronounce it. Casey N put a video up called 10 Simple Tricks Not to Get a Divorce. I saw it and cringed. You're welcome, coach. You will have a week of extra content. Is that even his lane? 
I know him. I know I know his name. Is he like a skateboarder or something? You know me, man. I don't know shit going on in the world but me. <laughs> He's a skateboarder. Oh boy. I see a picture of him. He's a snowboarder, skateboarder. All right. Is that even his lane? That's not even his lane. All right. So, but anyway, I'll be making skateboard content tomorrow. Let's see how that pops off. All right. Uh, what do we hear? Rational rationality says my 304 Cougar neighbor took me out for my 34th birthday, paid for everything, did the deed, but found out that she has an OnlyFans account. She for the streets. Yeah. Nice that. Nice that is his name. She for the streets. Hey. Let her be. Hey, ladies, I, as you guys know, I don't try to change women. Uh, I'm, the society's far too gone. We're going to need one of these collective events, the five events that is going to need to change society. Ladies, if you want society to change, it's not going to start with women taking accountability. We're going to need one of these five events to take place. And we're actually all in one of these five. So we're going to have to wait for the dust to clear and to settle as a, as, a, as a need, a prescription. So I don't come on here and say what women should do. I tell you what you should do for me. But society's too far gone. We missed the moment of truth and the point of no return. We're going to need a full all-out scale assault, like an official World War III. We're in one, but we can't really say it. We need mass immigration and terror and or terrorism. That's going to be, we're kind of doing that now, where in 30, 40 years, we won't recognize the country, and you'll be far too single and gone, and the new Americans will take our place and usurp us. We need a plague or a disease, which we were almost there, but a real one, a religious awakening, and or an economic collapse of epic proportions. All right. One of these things are, will have to take and direct us, redirect us back to the path of righteousness and God. All right. But other than that, have fun out here in these streets out here. That's what I'm going to say. In these streets. Tolu says, welcome to New Monday CGA. He says, let me hear. Wait a minute. For these thirsty ass girls in, in Canada. They thirsty out there. Here we go. Wait a minute. Are you? All right, shout out to Notorious NIG, but coach, that Tina Marie J. Leno chick is a thick pog, but she thick, coach. Mm. Yeah, but she's the type of woman, I know for me, listen, I would look at her after intimacy, and I would be appalled at my behavior. Because I would have done the nasty without no interrupts, then I would have to look at that face. All right, that that is not the face that I want to wake up through post-nut clarity with, and I know I'm going to just be I'm going to just be, I'm going to be mad at myself. And she's got hairline, like she got a hairdo like that Batgirl series. I would just be appalled at my behavior, right? Right. Looking at this after I come through post-nut clarity is going to be, I'm not going to forgive myself. Like it's going to stand out. Like it's going to be like, what have I done to myself? But she could be a good woman as long as she makes some food and, I'm going to tell her I'm going to need a couple of minutes afterwards. I'm going to be like, just don't look at me. Don't laugh. Don't don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Like, we'll be cool. Like, let me come out of this fog. Like, 30, I'm going to need 30 good minutes. <laughs> All right. What do we got? KT says, Coach, you starving. Let's stay focused out here. Indeed. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> she does look like Mac tonight. All right. The McDonald's Mac, Mac the Knife. I mean, his name is Mac the Knife. The McDonald's character back in the 80s. Where's Mac the Knife? <laughs> Mac the Knife. Uh, let me see here. McDonald's. Where's the Mac the Knife McDonald's? Let me see if I can find the image. 
Yeah, she do look like Mac the Knife. Let's go ahead and show Mac the Knife here. Here we go. Shout out to the Macs out here. She is looking like Mac the Knife. Right here. Anybody remember Mac the Knife? She definitely looked like I Mac the Knife. All right, anyway. All right, man. Hey, man, look, I got to catch up on Vibbo. Where we at here? Daniel McGee says, I'm finally a free agent. Thanks, coach. Grass never been greener. Sky's never been bluer. I'll be scheduling another call with you, all right, to fill you in on everything. Shout out to you. You were, yeah, you definitely was going through it when I talked to you last. Coaching has been slow for me, so uh, for my coaching people, uh, stay tuned. And uh, if people need to get refunds and all that stuff, let me know. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, Kevin Sullivan says, we need another hour coach. Definitely my favorite educator. All right, man, I don't know if I can last another hour. That's what he said. All right, Ghost J says, hey, coach, I saw a sea of beauties yesterday, and all I could think is focus on your finances, blessings, and you went to the junior college afterwards. Um, think of the time you're going to waste. Think the time you're going to waste. This is why I look at it now and go, dude, talking to women is not free. Man, just think that shit is free. Y'all really be thinking talking to women and cold approaching is free. Like, right? I, I'm like, what are you talking about? That's a significant payment. And if you watch my compound interest stream, most of the things that you're going to do is waste time and opportunity. All right, time and opportunity. Shout out to Eugene. Says, hey, coach, happy Monday. I'm enjoying my day off listening to the live stream. Shout out to the coach gang. Indeed. Trenicia says, F relationships and I don't date, but I get lonely at night without a big, strong man holding me. Shout out to the coach gang. Helping the sisters. And that's the sisters right there. And uh, yeah, listen. Listen, ladies. Neo said it. Baby girl, if you're single, single, you ain't got to be alone tonight. Baby, if you're single, single, you ain't got to be alone tonight. You ain't got to be alone tonight. But yeah, uh, I got to go after about. I got to go after we done. All right, shout out to her. And if you live in the neighborhood, let me know. Uh, there definitely could be something done about these things here. Shout out to Faith says, Coach, catching up. He says, with the Taj Taraji P. Gabby commentary, it's just like Dave Chappelle said, you dress like a police officer, then, accept, then get upset when someone asks you to help. And it says, you yell and say, I'm not a police officer. And people are like, huh? He says, you dress like a duck, you squawk like a duck. Or you quack like a duck, sorry. And then quack, sisters. Hey, by the way, I messed all of that up. But ladies, out here, if you're out here dressing like a hooker. Oh, you guys know, man, I messed up your super chat. Check this out. I want you to know also, here's the funny thing. Women will act like they don't know that they're dressed like a hooker. Man, that's generational. That's generational. For instance, if a woman's wearing like a sports bra, and yoga pants in the gym. And they're under 24 years old. <laughs> and they're other 24. Do you know that they will be like, what? Now, again, you guys don't realize that this person was probably nine years old when this attire came out. And then it started to be what? As the person said in the super chat, it started, you started to normalize deviance. So in their world, they grew up. It's kind of like telling a person, that's 24, that there was no such thing as a cell phone. 
they know, but they don't know. They don't know how deviant the behavior is because they're progressive people. This is why I tell you don't mess with progressive people. They know, but they want to hide behind the plausible deniability. What's wrong? This is not what's wrong with this is just a sports bra. Now, I'm going to just tell you, sports bras were very, very problematic when women started wearing them in public. There was a time right around 1996, 98. In fact, in fact, 96, 98. In fact, one of the biggest moments in women's sports history was not a woman doing anything on the field sports performance-wise. One of the biggest moments in women's sports history was not a woman hitting a ball over a t with a tennis racket, was not a woman making a hole-in-one in golf, was not a woman dunking, was not a woman scoring a soccer goal. One of the biggest sports moments in history was a woman in a sports bra. It was not Mia Hamm. It was Brandy Chastain showing her itty-bitty titty committee-ass sports bra. That was the biggest moment in women's sports history. <laughs> right there. <laughs> right? It wasn't Serena bodying somebody. It wasn't Serena. The biggest sports in women's history, the women's sports moment in women's history was a woman taking her shirt off and sliding across the grass in a sports bra. That's how crazy it was. Let me see here. <laughs> right? That, that's how pivotal, that's how pivotal the sports bra was in our world. That shit changed the world. And if you look at the sports bra, the shit was like, goddamn, like, of course it was a white girl. Um, and the lesbians went crazy, by the way, boy. If you want to know who really went cra crazy, the lesbianist people went crazy over this shit. All right, but this is the this the this the sports bra right here. This the this the titties that changed the world. Right there. You see that? It wasn't somebody doing anything. All right. It was this woman right here. She scored a, a penalty kick, a PK, and then ripped her shirt off. And then, then she got on the cover of Sports Illustrated, brothers. Okay. She's on the cover of Sports Illustrated right there with them raising titties. But uh, I don't mind them. I like them with the mosquito bites. With them, hey, I like it. I'm just saying what it is. But that's these are pivotal moments in our culture. And then women start to mock it. You know they started to copy. Look, then they started to copy. But guys, this at, at this time in the world, in the universe, a woman showing her sports bra was not acceptable. <laughs> but it jumped the shark because of the moment. And she looked good. She was ripped, shredded. And the Reading Rainbow girls loved it. But no, I mean, that was 1998, 96. What did that have to be? 96. So anybody born after that was born into a culture that sports bra jumped the shark. It jumped the shark. It was something that was hidden. Now it's visible. Mm. All right. Interesting. Interesting stuff. I always try to make context make sense. So now a woman that grew up after that is looking like what's wrong with a sports bra. But anybody older than that has grown up to be like, yo, you got your sports bra on in the gym? You see? You got your sports bra out here? You got your, you out here with your titties out? That's where, that's culture. That's the what? The That's the normalization of deviance, if you will. All right, shout out to Das Token says, unfortunately, women compete for men, so they will sabotage their daughters. Very common effect. 
four-hour stream, man. I apologize for the people, man, sitting here listening to this shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to Mr. B says, I got Coach playing in one AirPod and the new Gunner playing on the tonal. He says, wow, I'm in here putting in that work at my job. I think you're, oh, you're in the gym. Gents, if you're not in shape, get in shape. If you are, continue to put in that work. Health is wealth. That's got to be priority number one or two. You got to maintain your health. Got to maintain your health out here. All right, let me see. I got three more over here. Three more over here. Okay, we got, uh, shout out to JC says, I charge $50 an hour for cuddles and half off for mastodons and gorditas. Don't say my name, coach. Hey, coach, a couple of days ago, a NFL player tried to get my girl's number. She watches your show sometimes. So she knows she just would have got pumped and dumped. I'm surprised these ninjas still cold approach. He says, don't they have models lined up? Thanks for everything you do. Shout out to you and your girl, brother. And your girl knew, uh, ladies, you would have got pumped and dumped. And that would have been, you would have been crawling back, leaking to your boyfriend. And it would have been a wrap. He would have kicked you to the curb. There's actually a fun video that I want to show about that. I, maybe I'll show it a little bit later. A uh, shout out to your girlfriend watching the show as well. Shout out to no government name. You're right. My ex-wife, baby mama terrorist, seems to have arrested emotional development. It's like co-parenting with a 14-year-old girl and a 45-year-old woman's body. Indeed. Hey, guys, age is not, age only tells you when you were born and when you are alive and when you die. That's all chronological age does. Now, when people say to a man, why are you dating a younger woman? It's not because of her age per se. It's mainly because there's not many much line of distinction between the behavior that I'm going to get from a 45-year-old woman versus a 19-year-old woman. It's virtually the same behavior. Some of it is going to be she's a little bit, as she gets older, she's a little bit more savvy on how she manipulates me. That's what comes with age. That's just experience. She's been ridden hard and hung up wet. So she got more experience. The woman does not right here. So the mentality is going to be the same. Now, if I'm going to get the same mentality, might as well get it in a firm, fertile piece of calico. Okay. Mm. Might as well get it how I like it. As opposed to sloppy yogurt. <laughs> I don't know. Am I making sense here, ladies? I don't know. No judgments here. Now, I can use you as practice, ladies. Oh, look, I'm going to fill in the four hours. Ladies, always understand you can be used as practice, right? You don't need no boyfriend. You can keep it. You say that now, all right? But when I show you this life, hey, listen, there's seven mates of level uh, qualifications here, mates. Ladies, you can be practice. So it is what it is. Listen, I don't always have to have a younger girl. You're usable. You're 45. You ain't put, put out the pasture yet. But you can be practice. Now, I won't be seen out with you in public. You will not be able to be uh, jumping out of my car. You're not going to be getting nothing but barely a bologna sandwich. But, and you ain't getting no fee. But practice is practice. You know, I mean, like, you're usable. You can get me ready for the big game. <laughs> you're not you're it's you know i'll drive i won't drive across country in the car i'll drive it i'll drive it to point a or point b 
but I can't drive it cross country or get on the interstate or <laughs> anyway, shout out to Willis says, coach, you should cover the female boxer. Chernika Johnson and her weigh-in outfit. That's a show in itself. I'm going to look it up. Just have it on my thing here. Chernika Johnson weigh-in. All right. Okay. Oh boy. Look at this right up there on Google. Um, Oh, she painted her body. Is that body paint? Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, well, I don't know if I can show that on YouTube, but yeah, I'm going to check that out. But she built, but that's all miracles of modern science. All right, I think I completed today's show. I think I did. I got all the contributions. Blue bag, it says, my cleaning lady be at my house when you're on, and she's sniggling the whole time. Now we're her and her husband, our coach gang. Shout out to you. Shout out to her, the cleaning lady. And uh, yeah, man, I tell the God's honest truth. Ladies, who thinks, uh, lady, do you think I'm a liar? If there's any women here that watch my show and they leave and you're going, this guy cannot be real. Everything he's saying is absolutely atrociously a lie. Do you leave my show thinking that? I wonder if women do live my show because I'm desensitized by what, what I say. Just please be let it be known. If you showed up to my show and this is the first week and you're like, oh, my God, you're shooketh. If you're shooketh at the end of my show, which you can be, I'm desensitized. I've been thinking this for almost all my life. OK, I've been thinking this for almost all my life, even when I was married, like I was straight up to the point. Nikia says, nope. Yeah, new booties be like, wow, like this guy. There's women going, no other man thinks like this. I bet you there's women that say no other guys think like this. Ladies, I'm going to tell you this. I'm telling you what every man wished they had the balls to tell you. But they can't. They can't. If every man could say what I'm saying, we would actually have a better world and there would be no confusion about how men work. The reason why you think I'm weird is because all men lie to you. Almost every man has lied to you, starting with your father, if he was around. Your father lied. Your father told you, girl, you're special. Don't let any man, don't let any man have your perfect little flower. It's the specialist one. Why? Because he didn't want to pay for all the STIs and all these damn straggle-daggle-ass kids you about to have. So he was like, honey, please prepare yourself for the special. Only give it away to special men who pull out chairs and who do this and sing you songs and make you damn uh, uh, slow tape mixes. You know why he said that? Because he didn't want you out here getting throttled. He could not take it that she was out here dropping neck and getting throttled by multiple men and ruining his name. So he had to tell you you were special. But the way he got your mama was not how the way, uh, not how the way he's telling you. He didn't get your mama that way. And then he lied to you and told you that um, a real man pull out chairs, a real man opens your door. He lied to you. Because that shit didn't happen. He didn't get your mama like that. You know how he got your mama? He met her while they was getting sandwiches at the bodega, at the bodega. And bodega poppy put in a word in her ear and he was hanging with Rodimaz and them. And then he clapped your mama's cheek on the first night, skeeted in her guts a couple nights. And then guess what? Now you hear he had your mama 10 toes up right there. And then she showed up and said, I'm pregnant. And he had one choice to make. He had his few choices. Do I make an honest woman out of her or do I? That's how you became 
Yeah, you was an accident. It wasn't a special moment. There was no rose petals. There was no hotel. There was no leading up. Nobody waited. For <laughs> Shout out to the Sandwich Gang. That's the Dr. Thunder Gang. That's how your daddy got your mama. Now, he didn't told you to be out here waiting for this shit. So he was the first one to lie to you, your daddy, if you had a daddy. And if you didn't have a daddy, guess what? You out here flying blind. It's the three blind mice. You, your mama, and your grandmama. Three blind mice. Three blind mice. That's the three blind mice. You out here flying blind. All right, shout out to the coach gang. Hey, listen, I, ha I hate to say that to the ladies. Ladies, we adore you. But uh, it ain't no fantasies out here. I could sell you a fantasy, ladies. I ain't got no problems. But I could sell you a dream, but I'd rather tell you the truth so you know how to act right. And straight talk leads to straight understanding. So that's how it works, all right? No confusion when I tell you what it is straight up. And you cannot deal with it, but you ain't getting nothing better out here. That I know. That I know. Shout out to the coach gang. And we'll be back. Ladies, married ladies, talk to your, or at least today during Juneteenth, Give a blowjob to all the rest of the young women under 28. If you need a daddy, come see the coach gang and Get him, daddy. it is what it is. I'm happy. And we out of here, brothers. Peace. Here comes the bankroll. Here comes. This would make it all happen right there. That's what make it happen. This would make it happen. If a man want to know how to meet a nice woman, how you meet her? With this. <laughs> First damn word come out your mouth. I got money. <laughs> but those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I want some ass. <laughs> damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12 gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But don't you want commitment? What? To who? You don't want to be committed. <laughs> I'm committed to getting her to that bedroom and giving her what she needs.